You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. This is the true story of two jackasses who choose to babble on about nothing and have their conversations taped to find out what happens when people stop doing research and start talking shit. That's right, reality TV this week on the Power Hour. Do you wonder where all this shitty television that you watch these days came from? Well, we're going to talk about it. Real World, Road Rules, Big Brother and Survivor. We got it all this week. So here we go. Hey there, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. I'm Mikey. I am Corey still. And it's been a while since we've done this. We have. Fuck, it's been like three weeks. I know, we've been super busy. But we've had weather. We've had weather. Um, you I, were sick. I was or, sick. Or, yeah, I, was, was I sick? Yeah, you I was, were out of town. I was out of town, and I got sick yeah. because I was out of town. You There's the, a story behind it. You that. caught the, the, the con plague. Basically, yeah, I did. I did. Um, While hanging out with Con. I was hanging, yeah, I was hanging out with a guy named Con. <laughs> um, but I did not catch it from him, he, although he did catch it as well. Yeah. I, I was hanging out with a bunch of clown girls, and I guess I caught something. Yeah, you did. So... <laughs> um, Maybe I should explain that a little bit more. <laughs> so your nose grew to a giant red bulbous. Yeah. And every time you walked, you squeaked. Yeah. <laughs> you sat down. You, you you had a horn. My wiener was twisted into a poodle dog. <laughs> like a blue animal, not like, like a real a, poodle dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we call that the con pox. <laughs> the clown pox. The clown pox. So. I got invited to go down to Alabama, uh, down to a, a place called Killam, Alabama, and there is a huge ass uh, haunted property down there. You shouldn't like a, say that about the people in Alabama. Oh well, there were some huge ass people down there too. Uh, I went to the Waffle House every day, so yeah, there was. Did you get into a fight? I did not get into a Waffle House fight. Oh, that must be a different state then. Um, the Waffle House was in the parking lot of the hotel. Oh, nice. Um, and everybody was like, oh, look at that. There's a Waffle House right in the parking lot of the hotel. Because uh, they didn't really know where the hotel was that we booked because I made the arrangements. Yeah. And I said, I know there's a Waffle House in the parking lot of the hotel. That was the biggest selling point for me. Oh, yeah. It was like good rates and there's a Waffle House in the parking lot. You get a shitty continental breakfast at the hotel. It actually wasn't bad. Or you can go to the Waffle House and possibly get stabbed. Maimed, murdered, or waffles, waffles, and in I, no particular order. I uh, hopefully actually, you get your waffles first. I did both. I, I didn't get all stabbed and maimed and murdered, but uh, I would eat the uh, breakfast at the hotel. Yeah, and then I would go to Waffle House at the end of the night. I was gonna say, what are you a hobbit? 
Well, have second breakfasts. Kind of. I mean, I, I had breakfast like at, at one in the morning. Yeah. Um, because I was given explicit directions by a good friend of ours: stay out of the Waffle House after one o'clock. Oh. And uh, I did not abide. I actually sent this individual a picture. It was a quarter till one, and I was reading the menu. That's funny. Yes. Well, it wasn't after one. It was not. Well, I was still there after one. Well, you didn't say you could. You just said don't go there after one. Right. I, I didn't. I, I didn't arrive after one. Yeah. So, so I, you got. You were fine. I was fine. Anybody who shows up before one a.m. You, you get a bracelet. They, yeah, they, you get a bracelet. Your grandfather in. You don't get beat up. <laughs> so there's a big haunted attraction. They don't, throw, they don't throw chairs at you. Right. <laughs> there's a big haunted attraction down there. And they were doing their My Bloody Valentine event. This is a huge event. They've done it for... This is the 11th year that they have done it. Oh, wow. And um, it, this place is called Arx Mortis. A-R-X Mortis. Arx Mortis. Arx Mortis. And... The name kind of sounds like one of them grindcore bands my kid is listening to now. Yeah, okay. It, that's kind of the vibe of the place. Dude, He real quick. He was telling me about this band today he's listening to. And it's called Decapitated Cow. I was like, what are you talking about? Mm. I was Because that's what he came out with. He's like, it, you ever heard of Decapitated Cow? I'm like, well, yeah, I've kind of heard of that. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And he said it was this band and... Big grindcore. I'm like, I'm not a grindcore guy. Right. You know, I just, I like my thrash and, you know, my my death metal, but grindcore is that little step above mm-hmm. or below, however you want to look at it, for the music. Everybody's from, like, Sweden or something, and they all wear the white and black makeup. Oh, like, yes, yeah, so like uh, the, the Swedish death metal. Yeah, look. it's kind of yeah. weird. They all look like King Diamond. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Or kiss. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Gene Simmons break. God damn, it's too early for this. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm happy to be anywhere, and I'm always curious why anybody would want to talk to me. And there was Gene Simmons. Thanks, Rex. Thanks, Rex. Um, so, yeah, uh, this, this Arx Mortis place, I bet it was, I bet the property was like uh, a couple of blocks at least. Oh, wow. Two to three blocks. Um, but so at least 10, 12 acres. It was huge. Wow. Uh, and that's parking lot and everything. But they have an amusement park as well. Kind of. Kind of. They're going to put go-karts in and laser tag, but it's all horror-themed. Are the, are the actors going to ride the go-karts and chase people around? I severely hope so. That'd be, that'd be so awesome. Um, but they, they have like a kid's... A kid's Haunted Village. Oh, wow. Called, uh, that was called, um, Frankentown. So what we have in like four different locations here in town, they have it in one. They have it in one. That's awesome. Um, so they do this My Bloody Valentine thing every year. And what it's evolved into is they invite or welcome guest actors from all over the country to come participate. And there's an organization called Scurry Face. (laughs) S-C-U-R-R-Y. Not to be confused with scurvy. No. Unless you're a pirate. Unless you're a pirate. And this is not a pirate's organization. But it's a scurry face. And it's basically like a networking um, group. Of haunters. Of haunters. But they also, they they entertain. They do like live streams. 
Uh, sometimes they do like they play video games. I think every Sunday they play Rock Band oh, no shit. on on Twitch. You know, so it's it's that kind of thing, and they're just promoting like basically like hey, you know. So if you guys like, if you were to entertain, what is the limit of entertainment you guys are allowed to do? I mean, can you like you guys do like bachelorette parties? Because I will be your manager. <laughs> well, okay, it, it's like, <laughs> and I'll give you a portion of the cut. It's like, inter- oh, you're gonna give me a portion of the cut for doing work. I'm the manager. I get, I, I get, I get, you know, like 80 percent off the top. Jesus Christ! Like working with Gene Simmons. <laughs> um, so, no, what, what, it's like entertainment. Like these, the 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 members of this group, they go on like Facebook Live. Okay, and they might do. Is that the ones where like you see the the two like the. Almost like the two brothers in the clown masks. Yes. Talking, and then there's a, uh, there's another one. He's like a big dude. He's covered in tattoos. Yes. He's got the, cl- the, the like the clown s- strap around his head. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. So they, they, I follow I follow those guys, and they're they're fucking entertaining as hell. Yeah. They they might just be talking. They might be doing like a podcast like this. Um, they might be playing some kind of game, like a, a guessing game, yeah. or. Sometimes they play music, and or they used to. They don't do that so much anymore. I think it's great because they all stay in character. They, yep, but they're all in character. Yeah, I, like I know, like I've seen these guys, like they've ran into like little kids, mm-hmm. and like just they're just walking around town or whatever, and they'll run into like a little kid. And they're cool with the little kid. Yep. And then they, as soon as the adult says something, just complete dicks. Yep. So that's the kind of stuff they do. And what what this group is, it's networking for the Han actors, but it's also. Um, Kind of showing people that yes, haunt actors are a different breed. They're kind of weird people. But you're people too. But we're good people. Yeah. And that's kind of what they look at. You know, when they when they get people, when they recruit people, is are you a good person? Do you are you a leader? Are are you outstanding in your field and all that? What is this the Wizard of Oz? Kind of. Um, oh, can I be one of leprechauns? Or, there are no leprechauns in the Wizard of Oz. Wait, what are they? Those are munchkins. Munchkins. Or you can be a flying monkey. Either one's good for me, man. Okay. okay. I, mean, I, I already run. I already. I'm already president of the Lollipop Guild. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then you. you me, my buddy Brian Renz. He's my little gnomey. <laughs> We're the same height. That's funny. So, anyways, I so, hope he listens. So this this <laughs> this group has been coming and bringing their representatives for I think ten of the eleven years or yeah. something like that, or eleven of the twelve years if it, if this was the twelfth one. It's either the 12th one and they've been coming 11 years, or it's the 11th one and they've been coming 10 years. So anyways. That's, that's a... I, I, I got... Even, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. It, it's a lot of math. That's a lot of coming. Yeah. It is. Stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was invited by my home haunt. You know, some, some scurry face reps were going and they're like, you should come with us. I said, well, let me see what I can do. And I go, no, really, you need to... Come yeah. with us, you know. They're kind of insistent on they want me to come. And I thought, well, what's the deal? What's going on? I didn't even know what it was. And they said, just just come. You were invited. I said, well, who the hell invited me? Everybody. Just, just come down. Just go with us. So I went down. There were over 100 guest actors from all over the country. That's so cool. And one from Scotland. Really? Which in Scotland, did you know that... Haunted houses like you know, haunted attractions are illegal, and Halloween is basically illegal. Well, it's because they got haunted actual castles. Well, like, we got enough haunted shit around here. We yeah. don't need anybody. We don't need to be making believe this. Yeah. Shit. Um. Yeah. The, Fucking the, Nicholas Cage owns like seventy five percent of them. Oh, that's cool. I think. Yeah, I love Nicholas Cage. So do I. 
Yeah. Conyers greatest thing ever happened to film. Oh, hey, dude, you ain't lying. Uh, but there's something I'll talk about later that is giving up for run for its money. Um, but anyways, so I uh, face off. No. Oh. Um, so I was invited to go down there, but I didn't know by who and went down there, had a great time that, that yeah, we got there on Thursday. We drove for 12 hours overnight. Um, had a great time going down there. You know, just a, a carload of carload yeah. of dudes, you know, traveling the road. It just was, funking it up in there. Well, it was uh, actually me and me and Con, uh, or Scab as he is known in these yeah. in these circles. Um, me and him, I was riding shotgun. He was driving, and everybody else in the car was asleep. Oh, nice. So I, I was riding shotgun though, but your job. And I want to tell people this because some people don't know this. When you ride shotgun. In a car full of people, you have responsibilities. You're the navigator. Well, you're quite a bit of things. Um, first off, you don't sleep because you your job is to keep the driver awake. Mm-hmm. You're, you're to give the driver conversation, to keep him entertained or him or her uh, entertained, and to uh, you know basically make sure that they don't wreck the car. Yeah. The second thing, if... The driver needs it. You are navigation. Um, this is and this is before like GPS. Yeah, you were reading a map. Yeah, but and one of them, one of them maps that come in a book. This was like the map of the United States, and you had to figure out which highway you had to take. Yeah, like if you were going from like Nebraska to Alabama, you had to go from the middle to the front to the back. Yeah, you had to flip it all around. Yeah, so it was fucking. It was a chore. Um. So yeah, you were nav- Well, even even in this case with GPS and things, there were times that. It would be like, find me a gas station. Yeah. Where's the next gas station? And I'd put it in my phone. I'd find the gas station. So you're navigating. You're looking things up. You're you know, you're doing that. Sometimes you're in control of the music if you're shotgun. Yeah. I was not, um, but sometimes you are. And if you stop at a McDonald's or th- something like that, you are unwrapping sandwiches and handing them to the driver. Yep. You got to make sure. You got to make sure that their fries are, are easily accessible. Um you got responsibilities. And so, you know, I kind of tried to pass that along to the the younger... The younger generation. The younger generation that we're, we're traveling with us. It's like, you don't just get a good, comfortable seat. No, you... you got a job to do. You earn that seat. Um, so, if you're listening, that's... The, if you're on a road trip with somebody, don't just get in the car and go to sleep. That That's rude. Well, it's rude, and it's... Also, road trips are fun when people are participating. Yeah. If you got a carload of people that are sleeping, the driver's miserable when he, you know, when, when you get there, the driver is like, I'm ready for a fucking nap. Yeah, and everybody else is like, I'm well rested. Everybody else is ready to go. Yeah, let's yeah. go do something. Like, so, fuck off. I ain't doing shit. Um, so it's either, you know, when y'all get there, y'all chill and let the driver collect themselves, mm-hmm. or there's two of you that are groggy and, yeah, and you buck up and you go out and, and hang out with everybody, you yeah. know. So you get but, your caffeine in you, yeah, yeah. Your third or seventy fifth wind, and and it, it was it was well planned out because they've made this trip many times. Um, you drive down, you stop at the gas station across the street from Worlds of Fun in Kansas City. You stop in St. Louis. You stop in uh, Jackson, Tennessee, and then you go on into. That's where Johnny Cash was singing. I know. I was singing that the whole way yeah. in. And nobody knew what the hell I was talking about because they either listened to uh, hip hop mm-hmm. because Scab Khan is also known as DJ Doc. Yeah, DJ Doc is the strange music DJ 
for King Iso, oh, ta- yeah. Table of the Truth, and sometimes Tech Nine. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So he, he's you know, he's a, a touring DJ with them. So is Tech Nine from Omaha. Tech Nine's from Kansas City. Oh okay. Uh, King Iso and Table were from Omaha, um, but uh, so they had no clue because because they, they listened to to hip hop and and things like that. Club music, yep. you know. Uh, so they had no idea what, I, what I'm saying. They're going, I'm going to Jackson. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, yeah, that's where we're going. And I'm like, and, and I'm like it's a song. It's Johnny Cash. So really easy. I mean, it wasn't an easy 12 hours, but we stopped at like the two-hour mark. Yep. We stopped about three, three and a half hours later. We stopped about three hours after that, and then we had two hours to cruise into town. So... It was all. It was all fun. It was all. It sounded great. like a blast. It was, it was fun. Um, there was. I did tell you that I was going to wait to tell you this story. Oh yes, yes. yes. Okay. So we got there Thursday. Should we make? No, no, no. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, so we got there Thursday, and uh, the scurry face. A lot of the scurry face people had an Airbnb. Okay. And it was right on an inlet of the Tennessee River. So it's basically like a lake house. There's a little inlet that it looked like a lake, but it was it was just off the river. Yeah. You can see the river in the so distance. It's one of them. Uh, what do they call them? Channels. That's, yeah, it, but it was it dead ended. Okay. Okay. So it was like a little lake, and it was beautiful home. Um, it had you know those those like wrought iron staircases that go down in the basement that are spiral. Oh yeah. Around a pole, they had one of those. Nice. Uh, no. Did you go down it? Yes, I I I didn't fit. <laughs> so I had to turn sideways uh, and shuffle down this thing because it was so narrow. So you and Khan didn't fit. No, because because he is considerably bigger than I am. Yeah, um, he's also a professional wrestler, <laughs> so he uh, he does a lot of stuff. So he's a busy guy. Um, I went down and like I first off my balance was off because the, the steps are very narrow and at kind of a weird angle because they're spirally. Yeah. And I didn't fit, so I was going sideways. So I was like holding on to the floor of the upstairs as I went until I could reach over and grab the pole. Then I grabbed the pole, and and because you couldn't really hold on to the railing, and it was just a mess. Well, a lot of the folks <laughs> oh, there, shit. a lot of the folks there were were, were drinking, and, and one, the one sober guy tumbles down the steps. There, there was like there was like three of us that were sober, um, and. I didn't fall down the stairs. I, I almost did a couple times. One guy fell, and he just, like, pinballed because the railing was high enough to where you weren't going to fly over it. Yeah. It, the railing was about a, a little over elbow high. Okay. So it hit you about mid, middle of the ribs. He tripped before he hit the first step. So he was still on the floor upstairs. He tripped, trying to, go, trying to step on the first step. So it was like Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he just... He hit the railing, hit the pole, 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 fell on the floor. <laughs> Never hurt himself. Uh, but all you heard was, oh shit, ba bing, ba bing, ba bing, ba bing, blam. And it was like, what the fuck just happened? And we, hey, you good? Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Let's yeah, do it again. It was like, that was funny. Um, so we were, you know, we, we were all hanging out there. They played some, some games. They, you know, like, uh, Cartoon Samandy type games. Yeah. And, and uh, this game where you draw a card and you had to go p- 
pick somebody. He couldn't tell him what it was. He had to go pick and pick somebody and do whatever this card said to them. Oh, sweet. And it was, uh, you're trying to make them laugh. Yeah. And that, it was a lot of fun because it got kind of out of control. Um, but so, we, you know, we hung out there. Then we went back to the hotel and uh, I had my own room. A lot of the guys, and there was there was a couple girls with us, a lot of them buddied up and got their own room. Yeah. You know, got, got rooms together. I was the odd number, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll just get my own room. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure, you know. Uh, not to say that they couldn't afford it, but I was 20 years older than a lot of them. Yeah. So it's like, I probably am a little more secure in financially, you know, I'm not on a shoestring. Yeah. You know, I'll just get my own room because I'm up about once an hour to pee or to look around or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like to leave a TV on con- you know, all night. Um, and it just, I'm kind of weird sometimes, you know. I, I like to isolate and, and just chill. Yeah. And so it was, it was, it made sense for me to have my own room. Just so you can. So I could have my own time and, yeah. and be naked um, and stuff. God, and I got to share a room with you next month. Oh, it, it, I, I, you, you no, shared a room not, with me before. It's not next month, it's the month after. Yeah, it's in a couple months. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that too. Um, you shared a room with me before. I don't run around naked in our room. That's not true. It's not. Um, <laughs> so we go to the, the haunted uh, Such attraction. hairy balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I got a new manscaper. <laughs> It's cordless and rechargeable. I got one of them too. They're nice. So, um, still waiting on that sponsor. I know. I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on it. I uh, so we uh, we go to the haunted attraction. First night, so much fun. So we had a blast. Very welcoming people. Um, awesome, awesome layout. And it wasn't like you know the the haunt that I work at. Yeah. Three attractions, three separate lines, three tickets, all that. This was every bit as big as what what where I work. One attraction, one line, and you go through several different oh, fuck. areas. And obviously, where they put me was the clown tent. They had a big top tent in the middle of the woods, and a path that led oh, down to it. Oh, that's awesome! And the way that they ran it, you could uh, they they would release the groups. They would space them out to where. You would only have one group in your area at a time. So it wasn't like you're trying to scare this person and a new person walks in and you turn and go after them. You had one person the whole you had like one group the whole time. Oh nice. So I went and I kind of looked. A, a lot of people they had like a hundred and fifty of their own actors there, a hundred to hundred and fifty of their own actors, plus over a hundred guest actors. Oh shit. So everything was really packed up. And there's about 30, 30 clowns in this tent. And it had like a little where you, you know, you kind of wind through and around this tent. There were different little booths and places to hide and stuff. Yeah. And so I noticed after I looked at how it kind of worked and how people were working it, there was the woods behind the tent as well. And so I thought, well, I'm used to being in, in the woods. Yeah. So I'll hang out back here. But then I noticed that there was a little side flap on the tent about halfway through when the, the group would come around and I could just walk around the corner and I could pop in that little side flap, scare the shit out of them, scare them into another scare where this, this girl would pop out from behind a, a curtain yeah. and scare the shit out of them. And I could scare them into her and then I could just 
back out that little flap, go stand by the back of the tent. And when they exited the tent, you know those big infinity tunnels? Oh, yeah. spin and you walk into it and you feel like you're turning upside down? It's one of those. So they had to walk through that down a ramp. When they go down the ramp, everybody, all the actors, or some of the actors that were at the entrance were right there. So they were scaring them on this side. The girl that popped out of the curtain was on the other side of the ramp. So she's messing with them with a couple other people. And I'd stand outside the tent. So they're getting harassed all the way down this ramp. They had to lift up a flap to leave the tent. They lift up the flap. They cover me up. They drop the flap. I'm right there. And they, it worked beautifully. Oh, my God. So that first night, that's all I did. Was there anybody getting video of this shit? There was video taken. And it'll pop up at some point. Um, so the second night, the second day, it rained the entire day and night. Oh, fuck. And... It was about 40 degrees. It was about 35 to 40 degrees out. So everybody from down there was freezing their asses off. The Nebraska people were like, yeah. Yeah, this is nice. This is autumn we'll weather. take this all day. And so I thought, well, I'll just work the same way. You know, I'll work that side of the tent, then I'll come around to the back. And the first group worked great. Went around, did it again. Second group worked great. Yeah. The third group, I popped in the side of the tent. Got them. I came around. I was coming around the corner. And just as I round the corner, five gallons worth of water came flying off the top of the tent onto my head. Oh, God. And completely soaked the left side of my body. And I I just, I stopped. And it was cold. I just stopped. I go, God damn it. Fuck. And I'm like, okay, shake it off. Go do your job. Yeah. So I scared him coming out. About that time, one of the guys that came down from Nebraska comes flying around the corner and he goes, dude, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. They told me to do it. I go, excuse me, told you to do what? I thought it was the wind. Oh, shit. He said, he carries an axe with him. I carry a plunger. He carries an axe. The rain had been weighing the tent down and it was starting to sigh again. And they said, take that axe and push up and dump the water off the top of the tent. But not onto you. They didn't know I was out there. Oh, so God. He, he did it. And if you, like, if they pour, if you poured a five gallon bucket on someone, you don't, you couldn't get as wet as I got because it only has a certain amount of area they can flow out of. Yeah. This was at least five gallons worth of water in one big swoosh. Oh, God. And dude. he's like, I'm so sorry. I go, what? He goes, well, I did that. They said, hey, push up on this. I did it. And he goes, all of a sudden they go, I think somebody just said, God damn fuck. And he goes, oh no, that was Mikey. And he came running out to apologize because I was pissed. I go, no, I, I think it's funny right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hilarious right now. But I thought it was the wind. If they hadn't said anything, I would have thought it was just the wind. And so everybody was laughing at me. And I'm like, you know what? I can't get any wetter than I am right now. So I worked outside the rest of the night. Yeah. And everybody thought I was nuts. I'm like, I'm not going to get any wetter. No wonder you got sick. And my feet aren't wet. That was the big thing. Yeah, if your feet are wet, you're fucked. Yeah, my feet didn't get wet. So I'm like, I'm good. Because you got them big old floppy clown shoes. I know. I had my docks on. But, uh, yeah, so I, I worked that completely soaked all night. So in, like, 40-degree weather. Yeah. So that's probably why I got a little sick. But also, that many people in an area, you're bound to get sick. Yeah. Especially when you're hanging out with a bunch of clowns. But, yeah, great experience. 
And after the uh, at the end of the first night, they uh, they invited me to join Scurryface. Nice. So that I guess they've been working on that for like two years. Oh wow! You know, trying to figure out how to get me in, and they're just like they surprised me with it, and I was like, oh, so that's why I was invited down here. So yeah, me and, and another guy, uh, Everett from the Haunted Chicken Shack. Where's the um, Haunted Chicken Shack? Alabama. Okay. Um, they uh, they they took a photo, and they're you know they're like, we want to take a photo of all of our our group, and then they go. Hey, why don't you guys jump in here? You're our guest actors. Jump in here. And they brought a few of the guest actors that were standing there. Well, they wanted to get me and yeah. Everett in the picture. And uh, then they turned around like, hey, we'd like to uh, you know, invite a couple people to join us. And they invited us. And I thought, yeah, fuck, that's cool, you know. That's fucking so awesome, I'm part of Scurry Face now. Um, so now, you know, you might see me pop up on some videos or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it'd be kind of fun. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a grand adventure down there. It was a, a great time. And then we, uh, we stopped and got... Um, uh, Sugar Fire Barbecue in St. Louis. Oh, nice! And the Super Bowl was going on, so we, uh, we I didn't give a shit, but they were uh, streaming the Super Bowl, so we watched the Super Bowl all the way back and listened to it on the radio and whatnot. And, um, just had a good time, you know, great time. Um, yeah, so that that kind of took it out of me, you know. I I, I was back uh, when I get back sun, Sunday Sunday night. Sunday, I think I got home like at three in the morning. So yeah, that wasn't really gonna work. <laughs> no. And then last week we had snow and yeah, and I had to work. So um, yeah, snow. The snow sucked. Yeah, snow sucked. You see, what did I do? Um, nothing. I don't we, think I did anything. We had wrestling in there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we went to wrestling at, at some point. Um, that was wrestling was last week. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was Wednesday? Yeah. So, yeah, Wednesday the, uh, no, that was, a, that was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah, it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. We had wrestling. Um, that was fun. We had a good time there. Um. I did get our tickets, or my, my, mine and Charlotte's tickets, for the next one, and we got our original seats back. Oh, nice, by the, by the door where they yeah. walk out? Very cool. That's a good spot. And that's the only one, I mean, that was one of the few tables left. Wow. Uh. So then this last Wednesday, uh, you know, Thursday, this last Thursday, the 23rd of February, I celebrated 10 years sober. And we went to... That's right, you did. I did, yeah. And we went to uh, Texas de Brazil, which is a Brazilian steakhouse. And I don't know if you've ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse. Uh, no. It's basically all you can eat meat. So it's completely different from a Brazilian wax. Yeah, yeah. Um, much different. There was uh, no uh, hair removal being done. That you know of. That I know of. I mean, probably it might have been. Maybe they have that at the back. <laughs> um, but uh, what it is, they have like a, a big... It, it's really fancy. So, so it's kind of like you get you get your... It's I, I've heard of it. I know because I've had friends that have gone there too. Um, other friends. You have other friends? I have, yeah, I got a couple oh. acquaintances, and they both been there. Yeah, it's basically what is it like? Oh, yeah, all you can eat meat, and it comes out on a stick. Uh huh, like, like a sword. So it's it's not really a Brazilian butt lift; it's like a Brazilian gut lift. Uh, no, it's a it's a gut sag. Gut sag. Yeah, uh, it's it's basically yeah, um, like fifty bucks all you can eat. Fifty bucks for all you can eat, and they do have like a salad bar. And they've got some really fancy shit on the salad bar. Nice. Uh, I had Heart of Palm. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it was good. 
Um, Sounds like something you'd find in like in a witch's kitchen. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I ate some of that. Uh, the soup of the day was lobster bisque, which is amazing. Lobster bisque is actually really good. Yeah. And then they walk around. They have these guys walking around with these big swords full of different kinds of meat. You want some meat? And you have a little card on your table, and it's green on one side and red on the other. And if you've got the green side up, they'll stop by and basically, yeah, I have uh, bacon-wrapped chicken. Would you like some? Nice. And yeah, I'll take a piece. I've got filet mignon. Would you like some? Yes. And they'll cut you off a piece. And um, a lot of times it's like a paper-thin little slice. But the more they kind of see what you're eating, they give you a little bit thicker slice. Yeah. They, you know, they might... Uh, I'd be like, come on with that filet mignon. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it was so good. Uh, and at one point... The filet mignon. At one point, they didn't even ask me anymore. They just walked by and put something on my plate and kept going. So I ate so much shit there. Oh, my God. How'd you eat meat? I Well, yeah, I did. I ate a lot of meat. Um, I had one, one little plate to try the different salads and side dishes, one little bowl of soup, and a lot of meat. And, yeah. So... The funny thing is, so they asked us when we went in, you guys celebrating anything? And I said, nope. I don't need that attention. Yeah. And they put on the thing anyways, we're celebrating something. So the waitress comes, she goes, you guys celebrating something? And I was like, nope. She goes, well, it says on your ticket here you are. Nope. And so then she asked us, you know, she came over and was hanging out, just yeah. bullshitting with us, you know, before we left. And This is the waitress? The, yeah, they were like, the, well... Kind of. I mean, she's hostess. like, hostess, they get you drinks and they make sure you're okay and everything. They give you these little cheddar-filled croissant things that were amazing. Um, but, uh, so she's, she had come by and her fingernails were chrome. And so I was like, oh, do you got chrome fingernails? She's like, yeah. So we were talking about her fingernails and, you know, just kind of chit-chatting with her. And so obviously my dad being how my dad is, mm -hmm. he, she goes, so you guys, uh, you guys sure you're not celebrating anything? He goes, well, yeah, we are. And I'm like, oh, shit. He goes, my wife just retired from her job after 33 years at the same job. She's like, well, that's great. And she goes, what did you do? She's like, well, I was a nurse. And, you know, and she's like, you know, we, we work together. And I said, yeah, I do maintenance there. And she's like, oh, that's great. You know, and, and uh, he goes, and then he's celebrating 10 years sober. And she goes, that's wonderful. She said, I know how that goes. She said, I'm 19 years clean from heroin. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Holy shit. She said, I just quit drinking and I'm 19 years clean from heroin. She goes, but I'm going to tell you, it's an everyday struggle. And I said, oh, I, I know, you know, I, I get it, you know. She goes, no, it's an everyday, I mean, you can just see, she's like, it's an everyday struggle uh, to not want to do heroin. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, congratulations. So then my dad, you know, you he's really single. You can find him on Facebook. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, dad. Yeah. And so... When, uh, when we leave, he's like, why didn't you give her your phone number or something? I'm like, do you not remember the time that she said that she was struggling after heroin? 19 years with heroin? And I'm like, I don't need that shit in my life. No. And he's like, oh, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> like, yeah. Was she good looking? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was a it was a, a cool experience. It was nice. It was fun. Nice. Yeah, busy couple weeks, man. Yeah. It's really been busy. So uh, we, we, unfortunately, we're, we're not able to do this, and, uh, but we're back, and we're going to try to hit this shit as hard as we can. 
for the next for the next few weeks. Few weeks again. Yeah. Um, because we're building up to something. What are we building up to? Well, you know what we're building up to. Yeah, but they don't. Oh, they don't. Um, that was for them, not you. Oh, <laughs> me. We have uh, whoever. We have uh, Grand Comic Fest Five coming up in Grand Island, Nebraska, and um, we are the, as we've mentioned before, the official podcast partners of Grand Comic Fest. Uh, Grand Comic Fest is coming up April twenty first, twenty second, and twenty third. And uh, they've got a lot of great guests coming up uh, to, to join us there. Um, if you remember last year, we had a great time. Oh, yeah, we had a blast. Um, we're going to go have a blast again. So we'll be there, and we're, we'll talk more about it. And you'll, you'll be hearing some things very shortly here uh, on this station, on this podcast. This show. Uh, yeah, uh, some, some special episodes coming up about Grand Comic Fest 5. Yes. So stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, you can check that out. You know, jump on Facebook, look up Grand Comic Fest Five, and uh, see all the great things they have going on. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. So, um, anything else we need to cover that's gone on the last couple weeks? Um, Not that I know of. I mean, I no, I mean, no. Okay, I don't think so. I think I worked on a couple action figures, and that was just because I was. You bored. did, yeah. You found a couple action figures in the drawer. And yeah, my I my pulled my out of my drawer that I haven't opened in like two years. I yeah. was like, hey, I'm going to finish this today. Here's some shit that I haven't finished. <laughs> Blew the dust off of it and painted them. Yeah. I did order, completely off topic. Oh, we don't do that here. Some Chuck Taylors, nice. but they're Jokers. Oh, cool. The Joker editions. I was like, dude, I found them online. or like on McCarty. Yeah. Brand new. Never been worn. They're my size, so child size. Oh, cool. And... I got them for like 50 bucks, something like that. Oh, wow, that's cheap. I was cheap. like, dude, these, fuck yeah, I'm wearing the shit out of these. Yeah. They're like one of those collector's edition shoes. I'm like, I don't care. They're fucking tennis shoes to me. And they're 50 bucks. That's yeah. a good price for Chuck Taylor's. Yeah. Because my ones I had made were like 101. Yeah, they're expensive. So, we figured, you know, we, 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 we've got a bunch of topics we're going to cover. But we thought we'd tackle this one today. Back in late 80s, early 90s. Yep. Tons of reality TV shows. Started popping up all over. They started popping up everywhere. They were like a preteen with acne. But that wasn't like the birth of reality. That was not the birth of reality TV. It seems like it because that's when they all became popular. That's when everybody had cable. But back in 1948 is kind of when the reality trend started. Um, there's a show called Candid Camera. Which was on forever. Yeah. Is that was, Johnny Carson? Uh, no. That, that was not Johnny Carson. Uh, Alan Funt. Alan Funt. Alan Funt. Um, it's, this started as a, as a radio show. It was called Candid Microphone. Oh, no shit. And it was so popular. They had to get rid of that show because there was a lot of people saying shit they shouldn't have been. <laughs> probably. I. Uh, that, that started in 1947. It was Candid Microphone, and that's what they consider the first reality TV show. Okay. Uh, it was Candid Camera. Um, but it would... Uh, you know us who did original... Who was probably one of the original Candid Camera people? Hmm. Or Candid Microphones? Richard Nixon. The motherfucker recorded everything. <laughs> he recorded yes. everything. So that was on... By 1960, Candid Camera 
Got him kicked out of the off- Louisville office and everything. It did. Uh, by 1960, Candid Camera was one of the most popular shows on CBS with Alan Funt hosting. Uh, it, it's been around ever since. It'll go away and pop back up. Uh, I, say, I don't think it's on right now. No, not right now. It's not. But uh, but there's different shows like the one we've got on TV now are kind of the same setup. Yeah, Impractical Joker is kind of the same thing. Um, which we watch Impractical Jokers. This is always on at your house. I know. It's like, I love this show, dude. I can watch a fucking, the same episode like a hundred times. And, and laugh your ass off. off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, like we were talking, when I go to a hotel, I know that Impractical Jokers is going to be on the cable, so I put it on. And yep. then I leave the, I'm weird when I go to a hotel, I leave the TV on from the time I check in until I leave. Yeah. Because I don't want people, I want people to wonder, is there somebody in the room? Yeah, you know, I don't want people fucking around in my room. Housekeeping. Yeah, no, leave. Um, want me fuck pillow? No. <laughs> so. Want me to jerk you off? Maybe. Um, <laughs> Candid Camera is as recently as 2014 was on. Oh, shit. And Peter Funt, the son of the Alan son. Funt, was the host. And uh, uh, Mayim Bilek. Who? Blossom. Oh. The girl off of... Uh, uh, Big, uh, Big Bang Theory. That, yeah, that nerd show. Yeah. Yeah. She was a host on there for a while. She's funny. She's funny She, she really is. So, I mean, that that one has kind of endured for decades. Yeah. It's been on. That's fucking last 60 plus... Or fucking... Yeah. 70-something years. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's been around. Well, then, in, in 1965, there was a show called The American Sportsman. And it was uh, one of the first mm, sports reality shows that were out there. These are hunting guys. Well, no. What they would do, um, there were there were three hosts: Joe Foss, Kurt Gowdy, and Gritz Gresham. They would take a celebrity guest, and they would do things like mountain climbing or kayaking. They would just like go to some beautiful location in America, do some kind of, you know, it wasn't like an extreme sport like we know now. Yeah. But it would be something you know, like whitewater rafting or, you know, like I said, mountain climbing or skydiving or you know, something like that. But with some, they, some parkour shit. Yeah. Well, they didn't have parkour back then, but um, they would take a celebrity guest and then they would interview him afterwards and, and, you know, how was your experience doing, you know, climbing that fucking mountain or diving off that cliff or, you know, whatever they did. So that kind of lent itself to shows like uh, American Ninjas and shit like that that's on now. So, you know, this is all kind of the birthplace of what we're going to talk about. But the first traditional reality show where they just followed somebody's life was in 1973. It's called American Family. And that's a partridge family. They credit that as birthing the genre of reality television as we know it today. Uh, what it was is it was a PBS series. They had 12 episodes, they were an hour long each. And it focused on a family called the Loud Family. Their last name was Loud. <laughs> Fuckers are way too loud. Yeah, they, their neighbors are always calling them. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> um, so, American Family, what, what happened there is, as the uh, 
as the show went on, things started happening. Now, some of these things were not in the public eye in 1973. They had some marital issues. Okay. So the, 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 the married couple fighting. They had a business crisis. Somebody you know lost their job or you know they had issues in their business. Uh, their son actually came out as gay during oh, this show. Uh, which was unheard of in the seventies. Yeah, you didn't talk about you didn't, you didn't talk about divorce. Nope, you didn't talk gay, about gay nothing. No, none of it, and they, they this was all on TV on drugs. PBS. Um, they did drugs. They didn't talk about it. So they, um, it was kind of a, a new, you know, peek behind closed doors of the American family. Ten years after that show was on, they did a follow up called "An American Family Revisited: The Louds." Ten years later. And they kind of said that it was almost like um, the TV show Modern Family now. Oh, no shit. They said that that's what it resembled just because of how intimate it was and how bizarre some of the things that that happened and the way they happened and all that. Um, So, and then there's been, you know, uh, different documentaries done on this show and all that never heard of the show. Yeah, I hadn't either until I did this research. There's one more I want to talk about, and I actually remember this show. It was one of my favorite shows. 1979. A show called Real People. And what it was, it just showcased average American people that were doing these kind of cool things. Yeah. Um... Some people like were uh, uh, jet pilots, or they flew they flew airplanes, you know, like did like long airplane trips, or they one guy ran across Canada. Uh, they had people that were doing, you know, insanely high dives off of diving boards. Or, you know, well, see that's not what I think. Real people. Like we did a show, we I thought we talked about this before. We talked about it on the uh, the, the TV specials. Yeah, yeah. Where they uh, it was like they had, what was it the uh, um um, they had like the sports. No, like when we talked about like the, the the when we did the Pepsi episode. Yeah. They had the kid. You know, he's like he the the jock, and he won all this cool shit through Pepsi. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he was supposed to be the all American kid, and the real boy type shit, and. And you're saying that these guys are like the most extreme jobs or the most extreme challenges in the world that these guys are doing. That's not what I think when I think real people. Right. I mean, real people be like, let's go follow Bob and he is going to fucking pull sludge out of the sewer pipe today. Well, yeah, that's like dirty dirty jobs. jobs. Yeah. Or, you know, if you want real people, it's like, you know, this is this is Jan. Jan works a drive-thru at McDonald's. Yeah. You know. Oh. So. <laughs> back to the Alabama trip. Real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were on our way down there. And we had driven all night. I think we made it to like St. Louis. We stopped at this gas station. And it was like 5, 6 in the morning. We wanted some food. We wanted some breakfast. Well, most of them wanted breakfast. I, uh, I, I wasn't hungry. So we pull into this McDonald's drive-thru. Roll the window down. And you know how those drive through speakers, you normally can't understand them? Yeah. So we, we pull into this. That's how every Dairy Queen in town is. I know. It's like, it's like, um, just want some chicken strips and gravy with some of that bread. 
<laughs> I'll see you at the window. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, this one, we pull up and roll the window down. And no sooner did the window start to come down. And the speaker goes, good morning. Welcome to your hotel. Can I help you? Too much fucking. And it's like, what? The? We just looked at each other like, what the fuck was that? And so they start ordering their food. And it's like, so you want a McGriddle? It's like, oh my God. It's like, what the fuck is this? And so fucking Con just rolls the window up. He's like, well, we're just going to pull around. We got to order and we're just going to pull around because I can't handle that shit. Yeah. And we pull around and we look in the window and there is probably about a 65 year old lady. Obviously had been working at McDonald's for a long time because you remember when McDonald's colors were purple and gold. Oh, yeah. She had a, a purple and gold and maroon sweatshirt on. The, the cuffs of the sleeves were kind of raggedy where it's an old shirt. The, the print on the shirt was all cracked. Oh, fuck. It's an old, old-ass McDonald's sweatshirt. It's like the only one she's got. And we, we look, and she's back there, and she's, like, getting things ready, setting the drinks up in the window, getting things ready. And Con looks over at me, and he's like, there's no way. He goes, I don't think I can handle this. He rolls his window down. She opens the, the, she opens the window, and she's like, your total will be $14. <laughs> he's like, he just, he just looked at me, and he were trying not to laugh. And it was like, okay, this is real. That's her voice. That's how oh loud. Oh, my God. Loud and shrill. And... You know, here's your change. Do you need any sauce with that? We're like, no, thank you. And we leave. <laughs> we leave. We pull away and nobody says a word. <laughs> we pull away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we all kind of look at each other and we're all just like, what the fuck did we just experience? Oh, my God. She's been I, working at McDonald's since they fucking opened it up in like in the, in the 60s. She built it. <laughs> I I want a reality show on that lady. No shit. Why are you so fucking happy working here? And why are you so goddamn... Are you... Are, she was a member of the Loud family. There you go. I just realized it. It's come full circle. It did. That's awesome. That's another episode we've got full circle on. We, yep, we went full circle. So anyways, yeah. Uh, uh, Real People, it ran from, uh, from 79 to 84. And they just said it was like a theater of reality. And so it really kind of gave birth to the, some of the rest of the stuff we're going to be talking about. Um, and I'm going to go kind of chronologically as to how these shows, and we're not going to cover them all. How they were, when they were born. When they were born, we're, we are not going to cover every reality show that ever was out no, there. No, because... Um, some of them don't fit in our timeline. We, and, can, we can go all day with like Star Search. Well, yeah, there's Star Search, there, yeah, which gave birth to like American Idol and The Voice and yeah. uh, uh, America's Got Talent. Um, things like that, but we're going to cover some of the big ones and a couple that you may not remember or may not have ever seen. The first one being cops, bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? How can how you got my make it go? That was amazing. That was, a, that, those are the words, man. I, yeah. Heard I that shit from Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Um, so cops debuted. Well, then we got reality shows like the one they just showed here on TV Milf Manor. They're getting ridiculous and now. And you know what? I'm just watching it. I'm going to have to watch that show. Okay, so my guilty pleasure is I love reality TV. And the one that I'm stuck on right now is Below Deck. We've talked about it before. Oh, yeah, yeah, your boat show. But The boat show. And 
It's amazing. There's like four. It's like the offshoots. Boat. It's amazing. It's great. They're they're all these rich people are getting these the, renting this yacht for like you know twenty thousand dollars a day, and their t- their tips are like they they run it for three days at like twenty grand a day. Holy! Fuck. And then they'll give them they'll give the crew a tip, and it's like the tip is like thirty thousand dollars. They're renting this boat for a weekend. What I make in a year? Yes. And the tip is like half of your salary. Fuck. And they only run for six weeks and they make, the, the people that work on this boat make more money than we do in six weeks than we make in a year. Jesus Christ. So. See, we're in the wrong business. I couldn't do what they do. Uh, they, they they put up with so much shit. Um, and the crew, they're either fighting or fucking. The whole time. Again, we're in the wrong business. Yeah. So, but I love reality shows. I like both those things. So, um, you know, like uh, <laughs> Milf Manor, I've never heard of until just I we just, just saw it. it. Yeah, uh, I I love like um, Temptation Island. I've never watched that. Oh God, it's great. I, uh, you know, like I didn't even watch Survivor. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit here, but um, so I I I am a junkie for reality TV. So this stuff is all like right. In my oh nice. House. This is right in your yeah. This is yeah. in your wheelhouse. Uh, it's like me with cartoons. Yes. So cops, um, cops debuted on Fox in 1989. God, it's been all that long, huh? Yes. Uh, what they would do is they just would follow police officers. Some of them were local, like city cops. Yeah. In the, in the beginning, like they would do like Chicago. Yeah, they would have different towns that they would go to. Um, some of them were state troopers, which now they have an offshoot of state troopers. Some were county deputies. They would just jump in a car and they would go on these calls. Some of them would be very tragic. Some of them would be kind of sad. Yeah. And some were fucking hilarious. Uh, I like the ones where they were drunk. Yeah. Not the cops, but the victims. Yeah. The the, the, the people that called. The villains. Yeah. They would be drunk, uh, and being, doing really stupid shit or be on drugs. Some of it was, you know, like I said, some of it was sad, but some of it they'd ask, been drinking tonight? Oh, I had one. Was it a really big one? <laughs> because you're really drunk. Um, when Did the f- you come over and arrest my roommate? He just flushed all my drugs down the toilet. Yep, yeah, or somebody ripped me off on yeah. a bag of weed or something, you know, and they would call. Yeah, stay right there. Where are you at? <laughs> yeah, to tell us exactly where you're at. Don't, don't move the weed. We need it for evidence. Um, <laughs> so the one of the funniest ones that I ever saw on cops got a call for a domestic disturbance from a neighbor they show up they knock on the door this man answers the door uh and this is pertinent to the story yeah happened to be a black man but when he answered the door he was completely covered in flour oh my god and they he opens the door and he looks like the pillsbury doughboy and they're like uh can we have a word with you sir and the cops are trying not to laugh then they see his wife or girlfriend in the background just going ape shit, throwing food everywhere. Oh, fuck. The house has food, ketchup and mustard and syrup all over. As they're talking to this guy and interviewing him, you know, they, put, they get him out of the house. He's in his underwear, by the way. Yeah. As they pull him. Well, at least they all matched. Yeah. They pull him out of the house and they're talking to him. As they're videotaping him, you notice that they're has been an egg broken in his ear. So he's got like egg yolk running out of his ear. Oh, where she smacked fuck. him upside the head with an egg. Um, 
it it it, it was hilarious. It looked the guy looked like he was an ingredient in a cake. He was about to be deep fried. Yeah, dipped in ranch. Yeah. Oh my god. So they uh yeah, there there was some funny shit, but like there was also some tragic shit that a happened. A lot of good you know? funny shit, but Yeah. So they would like I know we had that we we the one time in fucking thirty years that cops ever came to Omaha. And someone died. Like one of the cameramen died. Yes, he got shot. Um yeah, yeah, I, th- that's in here. It's it's further down the list here that that. Um, like, yeah, we're not coming back to Omaha. So, they uh, sometimes they would be serving warrants. Sometimes they would have a sting operation where they were uh, like a prostitution sting, which yep. those were always great. Those are I love those. Or the narcotic stings where they would have a camper on the back of a truck and they would pull up. And the guy would buy drugs and he'd honk the horn and like 10 cops would come pouring out of the back of this camper yep. and they would arrest the guy. Um, I mean... This isn't mine. Yeah, yeah, it's not mine. You just sold it to us. Well, no, it's his now. He's yeah. a cop too. <laughs> you know? Uh, <clears throat> but they... Dude, you were at my wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're the grand... You're the godfather of my kid. The thing that made this show stand out was that it was unscripted it didn't have any narration none it didn't have any special music or sound effects it had special music it had the bad boy song well they had that but i mean like during the 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 thing they wouldn't like play mood music it was just straight up you heard cb you know like the the radio you heard the cops talking you heard the people talking you heard phone calls that was it it wasn't anything else See the cops on that show, they talked really loud in their mic on their microphones. You get the cops here in town, they're like, How do I go Yeah, well they were on TV, they were on TV. They yeah. had, to, had to enunciate better. This was one of the longest running uh, television shows in the United States. And in two thousand eleven it became the longest running show on Fox. It actually Beat the Simpsons? Beat the Simpsons. Wow. Um it beat the Simpsons out. So uh, they had uh, America's Most Wanted was running at the same time. Yeah, I when, like that show too. When America's Most Wanted was canceled after twenty three years, Jesus Christ! John Walsh, who was the host of America's Most Wanted, started to appear on Cops as sort of a host. Host, where he would say, "So we're going to go to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where you know we're going to have this and that." Well, so, he started. He started America's. He was on America's Most Wanted. Because his son was kidnapped. Was kidnapped and killed. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted to make sure that these bad people were caught. Yeah. And part of it was trying to catch his son's killer. Um, so, cops bounced around a little bit. It went off of Fox. Ooh, Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, that was a great one. That was a good one. Yeah. I don't know how much... how. I think we talked about Unsolved Mysteries once. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was scary. I like their show. I like the new ones now, too. The ones that are on Netflix. Uh-huh. There's no... What's-his-name's not on anymore. Um, oh, yeah, that one guy? Yeah, because he's dead. Was it Peter Falk? Uh, I don't know if it was Peter Falk. He played Ultra Magnus in the Transformers movie. I, I don't know who that is. Jesus, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> so I'm going to look it up now. It, Hold on a second. Cops moved off of Fox and went to Spike TV in 2013. Um, but it, it, it bounced all over. Uh, they... Uh, it ran until right around 
2020 when it got pulled because of all of the uh, protesting over the cops mistreating people. Really? And they felt that there was a negative... Right, yeah, Robert Stack. Robert Stack. There you go. What would you say? I said Peter Falk. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, they, they felt that there was a, a negative opinion. Wasn't Peter Falk the $10 million man? Um, I, He's Columbo, I think. You know what? That would have been great, too. Yeah. Um... But no, they, they, they felt there was a, a negative opinion of of cops and they didn't feel that their show putting it on TV was in the, their best interest of the network. Anymore. For on Spike? Yeah, it, I think it was on Spike well, at that point. Spike's at now. They don't exist anymore. Um, Shouldn't have got rid of cops. However, Fox picked it back up. So in 2021... I think it's fair to say, I think Fox probably owns Spike. They might. But in 2021, it came back, and uh, as late as 2022, it, it had its 30, 34th season. Holy shit. So, yeah, they uh, they created cops because in 1988, there was a strike of the Writers Guild of America. So they weren't writing any new TV shows. So they said, you know what, let's do this. They said, let's do reality. It was low cost, didn't have to employ any writers. No, and I think all the I think all the employees or all the like all the cops that are actually on the show they didn't get paid for it. They yeah, got their paycheck. They got their paycheck, I believe. Um, so yeah, they that, that's why it got created, and that kind of gave its uh, its its it kind of the birth to the resurgence of yeah. reality television. Um, and they they went all over. There there were there were 140 cities in the United States. Plus, Hong Kong, London, and the Soviet Union. I don't remember those ones. I don't know if they aired That's right here. Cops International. Yeah, Cops International. Cops International is filmed on location. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, they, they, they were everywhere. Um, excuse me. So yeah, they, uh, here's here's a list of if you want a list of the states states that were featured. They had Alabama, Alaska, and Arizona, Arkansas. California. Those are all high crime states. Colorado, Florida, which those had to have been amazing. Uh, oh my god, I remember some of the Florida ones. Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island. South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, and Texas, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin. Then they did the federal agents and the railroad agents. Holy shit. They also did, like I said, Russia, United Kingdom, and Hong Kong. Back in USSR. So um, they had several camera crew incidents. Um, Those camera guys, they were trying to get them good angles. Well, yeah, and they, they were right in the mix, and a lot of times they were not as trained as the cops. Well, I don't right? think a lot of them even wore protection. They, I think they had, uh, like, bulletproof vests on. Um, so they had... Uh, the, the camera crews got involved several times when they weren't really supposed to. Yeah. Uh, in one episode, the sound mixer had to assist and do CPR on someone that it was called, you know, they were called to a 
an accident or whatever. He, he actually did CPR. Um, there was another one that uh, a, a, an officer was trying to wrestle a suspect into custody. And the cameraman just dropped his camera and went and assisted. Um, because the, uh, the officer got injured and, uh, you know, was oh, having shit. difficulty. So the cameraman dropped the camera and jumped in. So the sound man picked up the camera and kept recording it. You know, smart move. Yeah. Um, there was another one where there was a, uh, a man was uh, suspected of, of rape and he got away. But the cameraman could keep up with him. So the cameraman kept I up with him that one. and filmed him and then gave the police location. Yeah. Um, I remember there was one in Council Bluffs. Yes. There, yeah. There was fucking, is that the one where the van tipped, the, the van flipped? It flipped, yeah. Um, there was another one, the, uh, there was a car chase and um, a guy took off and the sound mixer had to hold the uh, suspect's sister while, because she was trying to beat the shit out of the cop. Yeah. So the brother could get away. And the sound man actually grabbed her and held her. Oh, so shit. So she couldn't. That's some dog bounty hunter shit there. Right. Uh, they were in Vegas one time and there was a guy that was high on PCP and, uh, the, uh, he tackled one of the cops and the, uh, camera operator along with some firefighters and paramedics subdued the suspect that was beating on this cop. They beat the shit out of him is what they're saying. Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, there was a man in Sacramento, California being arrested for battery on his girlfriend and one of the camera crew had to pull a pit bull off of one of the arresting officers because the dog was biting the officer on the leg. Oh, fuck. Because the man told the a dog to attack. Um, and then uh, they were in Lafayette, Louisiana. And uh, one of the camera guys had to detain a passenger because the, the, uh, the driver fled on foot. So... The police were chasing the driver who actually got away. Yeah. The camera crew secured the, the vehicle and gave directions to the uh, the passenger, telling him to put his hands on the dashboard, yada, yada, all that. I got a camera and I know how to use it. Well, you're on camera. You, you know, Here's all the evidence we need. Yeah. But then in 2014, like you mentioned, um, unfortunately, this happened in Omaha. I. Uh, there was a uh, call. There, it was their final week working in, in Omaha. They went to a Wendy's. They had to go to a Wendy's because there was a robbery. And uh, th- so there was one officer and two cops crew members. There was a cameraman and the audio technician. Uh, the crew was recording inside the Wendy's while the robbery was taking place and, and the, the uh, police were trying to intervene. Um, and... Uh, I believe it was the, the the cameraman. Was it? No, it was the uh, the sound audio, the audio technician. Audio technician. The sound yeah. sound guy. Uh, his name was uh, was Bryce Dion. He was uh, he was shot, and uh, and killed. So they did dedicate. Um, they dedicated a, 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 a an hour long um, best of episode, featuring all of his work. Oh, nice. To him. So that that was unfortunate, uh, and it was all caught on. Uh, it was all caught on camera. Camera. So they and that then that episode did not air. 
No, or and that 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 instance did not air. I should say. Well, and what uh, what had happened? He was, uh, I believe, he was shot by one of the cops. Yeah, it was uh, by accident. By accident, uh, the person doing the robbery had an airsoft gun, and they didn't know it. So they were shooting at the uh, the suspect because he would not drop his weapon, and the audio technician was was killed, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, you know, kind of an unfortunate uh, little turn to this this yeah. episode. So the theme song, which was so wonderfully performed by Corey earlier, I'm you know I'm, I'm good at my stuff, dude. It was actually uh, performed by the reggae group Inner Circle, and then they would always come on and say cops is filmed on location with the men and women of law enforcement all suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law so that's they would always you know give that disclaimer sometimes they would follow them through the booking process uh sometimes they would have a special called cops beyond the booking yeah where they would do follow-ups on these people and just kind of see what uh how's your life turned around well, I've been arrested 16 times since that episode. Yeah. You know, it kind of put my mark, it put my, my name on the map. I'm a celebrity when I go to jail. Pretty much. So I like to go back, you know, and see my, my fans. So, when I spent my month in jail for my DUIs, Cops was the number one watch show in jail. Really? They, they treated it like a comedy. They would watch it, and they would be laughing at, like... When the guy would go like hide in a boat or hide in a, under a kid pool, yeah, they would be laughing like, "Ah, he's under that, he's under that pool, he's under the trampoline now, look at him!" And they'd be they'd be cracking up. Um, yeah, it was it was the number one watch show. Like that shit happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was on this one. Um, there was it's been released on all kinds of home uh, home media, um, DVDs and whatnot. Say homie media. Home media. Could be homie media. Um, homie don't play that shit. <laughs> in 94, Pacific Gameworks, they uh, presented a proposal to make a video game for the Atari Jaguar. For cops. For cops. Oh my God. But it was never, they never started that one and it was left unreleased. But in 95, Nova Productions and Atari Games did release a Laserdisc arcade game based on the show. It used full motion video uh, for the graphics, and it consisted of a driving stage and a shooting stage. Oh my god. It was similar to a game called Mad Dog McCree. This is for which one? The Atari... This was for... Uh, for it was an uh, arcade game. Oh. Um. I was say, I'm about to go get me an Atari Jaguar just to fucking find this game. There was a uh, a book published called Jump Out Boys that uh, was all about the production of the show, released in 99. And in 2000, the X-Files made an episode called X-Cops, which was shot like the normal Cops episodes, but did, did it was... It starred Dave Brocky? No, X-Cops was the uh, Guar Unmasked band for a couple of years. That's what I said, Dave yeah. Brocky. Yeah, but no, he wasn't, he wasn't involved in this. Um, one of my favorite shows, My Name is Earl, also had uh, several episodes where they were on cops. That's right. They were always on cops. Yeah. And they're like, our cops episode is on. And it was all about cops. And they all they, they all knew Earl's name. Yeah. So, and then the spinoff, obviously, of, of or the, the parody of cops, Reno 911. I love amazing. Reno 911. 
So, uh, Cops, it received uh, four Primetime Emmy Awards. Uh, it uh, got Outstanding Informational Series, four years, uh, not four years in a row, but four years. They never got an Emmy, though. Um, what the fuck? They got the American Television Award for Best Reality-Based Program. Well, they got to arrest to get an Emmy. Yeah, no shit. Oscar. Hey, yeah, yeah you, you arrest, you arrest, Oscar. arrest Oscar, Oscar. Um I wonder why they call him Oscar. Critics' Choice Awards. They got the uh, Best Unstructured Reality Show. Named the, they named a movie, a TV award, or a movie award after a hot dog. Or a grouch. That too. Well, because most people in Hollywood are grouches anyway. Yeah, I guess. Especially now because it's snowing. But now they have, um, like, Animal Cops. Animal Planet has Animal Cops. They do. That's a good one. I like, I like that one. And now there are tons of cop shows on. There's uh, LAPD, Life on the Beat. Police POV, Live PD, and On Patrol Live. Um, there's a Canadian series called Under Arrest. A. A. Um, hey, don't be doing that to that moose, eh? <laughs> what are you doing? You've got too much maple syrup, eh? <laughs> yeah. That's a national treasure, eh? You put that moose. Don't don't do that to that moose. That moose is crying. So yeah, cops and 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 t- you know all kinds of shows have parodied cops. So, uh, cops. Actually, my favorite parody isk show is probably um, Tacoma FD. That's a great one. I love that yeah. fucking show. Cops has been used for evidence by defense attorneys. No shit. Yes. Um, they uh, like for the people on the show or just in general. Well, yeah, it'd be the people on the show. Um, but like, look at this guy right here. My my client never did anything like this. Yeah, and then they say his name on the show. Yeah. His face. He signed a release, dude. Um, apparently, I wonder, I, wonder if the, I wonder if the criminals actually have to sign a release. Well, I mean, yeah, if they get arrested, you would think. Like here, you're gonna sign this stuff. We're gonna book you. Don't worry about what it says. So, what what one of the uh, instances? They found a, uh, in Fort Myers, Florida, they had a cop with the video crew. They stopped a man. They frisked him. Um, he had been wearing dark clothing and walking in the middle of the street, acting strangely. Suspicious. And uh, they discovered that the suspect had a gun, so he was arrested. Oh. Uh, it turned out he was a convicted felon. But Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. In the court proceedings, the defendant moved to suppress the uh, the gun evidence because <coughs> he said that his Fourth Amendment right had been violated. They did not have reasonable suspicion to frisk him. So they were arguing that case and trying to get it thrown out of court. What is the Fourth Amendment? Uh, unreasonable searches and seizures. Okay. And so they got the video footage from cops and they said that they had indisputable video evidence that contradicted the officer's testimony. So that gun violation was barred by the judge. Oh shit! From the the case because the judge did say there was no reason to frisk this man. Oh fuck! So he got thrown out. So it got that part of it got thrown out. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, in 2016, they were uh, going to make a cops movie. 
based on the, the TV show. Okay. But uh, they didn't, I don't think it ever really happened. It it was supposed to be based on the TV show, but more in the buddy cop vein of Lethal Weapon. Oh. Um, yeah, nothing ever came of that. So it was basically the movie, um, what was that cop TV show in the 70s? Oh, Star, uh, uh, Starsky and Hutch? No, the other one. Um, the one, the motorcycle cops. Chips. Chips. Yeah. They were going to make chips. Basically. Basically. So yeah, cops was kind of the, uh, the jumping off point for the modern reality show. Yeah. Well. Well, the modern reality show was scripted as like a motherfucker, but. They, yeah, it is. But that's still not what we really, you know, consider to be a reality show. No. Um, but this one is, um, so back in 92, when MTV decided that they didn't need to play music anymore. This was the fall of MTV. They. If you go back to our season one, we talk about this in full, yeah, in full length. We do. But they created the real world where they get a bunch of young people, put them in a. Young, very pretty people. Very pretty people. Um, they put them in a house together, a very, very nice house, a well-stocked house. Um, they give them, they give them a huge house, a pool, not a lot of clothes and a shitload of alcohol. And let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, like people like in their early twenties, maybe to mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. They never really had anybody over 30. On the show. No, I mean, they do now with, like, with the, the Jersey Shore clowns. Yeah. Because they're all, like, in their late 30s, early 40s now. Uh-huh. Um, and they're still acting like they're 20. So this show was inspired off of that show that we talked about, American Family. Um, This is the longest-running program in MTV history. Is it still on? That's all. Okay. It, it is it's still It's been on. combined. It is. No, it's still on. Is it? Yes. They. I, I saw not too long ago that they have... Another season that just started like a year or so ago. God, I thought they were just... I thought MTV was just fucking... It's on Paramount now. Oh, is it? Yeah, Paramount or... Uh, uh, not Paramount. It's on Amazon Prime. So, yeah, no, it's on Paramount because okay. that's Amazon Prime. Um, I was going to say, because MTV is just fucking catfish and... Ridiculousness. Ridic- I love ridiculousness. And 16 and Pregnant. Yep. Like season 74. Yeah. Yeah, like the people who were on season one are, are dead the, now. This is their grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're all and they're in the and they're they're. Let's see, they're they'd be like thirty now, and they already have grandkids. Now, see, early in the run of Real World, I like the first season of Real World. They had um, what's that? That British dude. I don't know. Should have his name on it. I bet, but it's. I'm sure it's on here somewhere. But early, early on, it was actually, the real world was actually, like, almost celebrated because they were bringing up topics that young people faced. Yeah. Uh, sex, prejudice, religion, abortion, illness, sexuality, AIDS, death, and politics, and substance abuse. So they were actually putting the spotlight on things that weren't talked about. But quickly... It got the reputation of being a showcase for immaturity and irresponsible behavior. It was on MTV. Because they gave them all a bunch of fucking alcohol. And they, it seemed like they would cast people that would clash. 
And they did that on purpose. Oh, you know they did. They either going to fight or they're going to fuck. That's exactly what happened. Um, they would take him to some wonderful city, and you know there there was never like a uh, you know real world Omaha. No, they had like real world Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Hawaii. Yeah, you know it was always somewhere real world fucking Grand Island. So the thing is, this show was inspired by Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. And Melrose Place. They just made a real-life version of those shows. Okay. Um, I don't see the... I, you know what? I am i can't even argue with it. Yeah. It, it, well, it was... Those shows were targeted, like we said in that episode, they were targeted towards teens and 20-somethings. Yep. That's the first time that ever really happened, other than cartoons and stuff. Um, they were targeted at that younger group of, of people, and this was like, hey, let's... Make a reality show that's ba- like this. Yeah. Boom, there it is. Um, so, some of the people have gone on to do other things. Other things. Uh, like The Miz. Wasn't he on The Real World? The, the Miz was on The Real World, yes. And now he's a million dollar... He's a, yeah, a, a WWE superstar. Yeah. Um, and he's married to a hot wife. Yeah, who's also a WWE superstar. Who has... Their own reality show. They do. He's come full circle. He has. Uh, The Miz and Mrs. So, Tracy Grandstaff was... uh, She was on what has come to be known as Season Zero. Okay. Because they, they scripted the reality show. Oh, yeah. And, and that didn't take long for people to realize that. Well, they didn't. They pulled the plug on it immediately. They're like, no, we don't want to do this. They Last minute, they pulled the plug on it. And uh, Tracy Grandstaff was picked to be on that season zero. But while she didn't get on the real world, she did achieve a degree of success, becoming the voice of Daria. Of Daria. Um. And she got her own spinoff show. So they... I thought Daria was... Oh, yeah, she was on Beavis and Butthead. She was on Beavis and Butthead and then, first. And then Daria. And then she... Yeah, then they, they had Daria. Um, so then they just went with the unscripted, let's put them in these situations, all that shit. But they still ended up scripting the whole fucking thing. They... Yeah, they... they would, they'd be like, okay, well, we need you guys to do this again, but we need you to do it this way. Yes. And that was that was discovered later on that they would do that. Um, it didn't really gain a lot of attention until the third season, though. Oh, no shit. And the main reason was a young man named Puck. Puck. That's who it was. Puck. So I guess it was season three. Yeah. Puck was a bicycle messenger. He was criticized for his poor personal hygiene. And he was pretty much an asshole. Yeah. I love Puck. <laughs> he he well he had uh he had a lot of conflicts with another member of this cast named uh Pedro Zamora. Okay. Who was the first or one of the first openly gay men with AIDS to be portrayed in popular media. That's right. And um yeah, Puck and and, and Pedro really clashed. Uh 
And Puck, Puck still, to this day, is a prick. Yeah. They, they have him on the reunion shows, and he is thrown off almost immediately. He's like fucking almost 50, he's like 50 years old. But that's what he's known for, so yeah. he's just a dick. Um, they, uh, in, in 1995, the real world actually surpassed Beavis and Butthead as the top-rated show on MTV. No shit. Yeah. So here's some other successes from um, cast members. So uh, Eric Niles from the New York cast became a model, actor, and television host. His housemate, Kevin Powell, is a successful author, poet, and journalist and politician. And Heather B. Gardner went on to become a hip-hop music artist under the professional name Heather B. Uh, in L.A., Beth, oh shit, Stoiler Zek. Um, yeah, that sounds right to me. She uh, went on to uh, create men's and women's calendars and television programs featuring TV reality TV personality, including herself and other real-world alumni, uh, including Tammy Roman, who became a member of the cast of Basketball Wives, and, uh, she ended up doing really well for herself. Yeah. And the, the uh, Las Vegas cast member, Trishel Cantanella. Um, also, Chicago's Tanya Cooley. And back to New York's Coral Smith. And uh, uh, so Trishel and, uh, let's see, who all, who all was in this? Arissa Hill, um, Tanya Cooley. They all appeared in Playboy magazine when they did a spread on the girls of the real world. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I, I, remember, I remember that. Uh, Trishel actually <clears throat> uh, was on the uh, online Playboy Cyber Club, and she appeared in Stuff magazine. I've missed Stuff magazine. It was a good one. Maxim, too. Maxim was a good one as well. Um, from San Francisco, Judd uh, Winnick. He's a comic book writer and artist uh, for DC Comics. Nice. He, he, write, he writes for Batman, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Oh, sweet. Um, he also published a graphic novel called Pedro and Me uh, about his friendship with uh, Pedro Zamora, who died of uh, age-related complications. Oh, that sucks. Right after his experience on the show. Oh, shit. Um, Jacinda Barrett from the London cast is an actor appearing in uh, Ladder 48, The Namesake, The Human Strain, and Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. Sean Duffy is a uh, uh, in the House of Representatives. Wow. Um, he went a completely different direction, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Some of them are... Let's see. Lin, uh, Lindsay Brain is a radio host and CNN personality. Uh, Tech Holmes from Hawaii has appeared in National Lampoon's Van Wilder and on Friends. Oh, wow. Um, Kyle Brandt has appeared in Days of Our Lives and also has appeared on with other cast members on the MTV special True Life, I'm a Reality TV Star. Um, uh, and then uh, several of the members of the Vegas cast were in the horror film Scorned. And I have seen Trishel on in horror that. movies. Um, Paris cast member Mallory Schneider is a model. She was in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. Um... Yeah, a lot of them models. They've you know they've uh, appeared in little bit parts and all that. See, they need to do like a real world where it's just 
like middle aged guys. Yeah, just. Uh. <laughs> What'd you guys do today? Went to work, sat on the couch, ate. Yeah, I didn't do nothing. Um, and then, like you said, um, Mike Mizanin or the Miz, he uh, he actually debuted the Miz on the Real World. Oh no shit! And yeah, he had like a, a replica belt, and he would wrestle with people. And oh, that's right. He would go into character. He ended up being on another show that we're going to talk about later, called Tough Enough. Yep. And actually uh, became the heavyweight champion of the world in WWE. And I think he's the only still one from Tough Enough that's still around. He may be. He may be. I think so. I think Sheldon Benjamin was on it. No, he. he I don't think he was. I'm not. I don't think so. They didn't ask Brock Lesnar to do it because he was already tough enough. Oh yeah. So yeah, the uh, the 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 thing about what the real world introduced to reality TV is the confessional. Oh where, God, yeah. Where they would go into a separate room and they would talk shit or share their yeah. experiences. And like this guy was such a dick today. Yeah, it's like I you know I really had problems with this or that, and you know, that's that's what what is something that's still seen to this day. In reality, TV is, yeah. is where they break off to the side. The confessional booths. Yeah. So, here are the rules of the real world. They will not tolerate physical violence. Um, <laughs> they got thrown out the window real quick. Whenever they have an, uh, an incident of physical violence, the cast members are given the choice. Will the housemate stay? Or will they throw them out? Um, so they, you know, they, they, they just don't, they kind of leave it up to the, the, the cast. Yeah. Do you, or do you feel comfortable? You know, do you want to leave? Like you guys live here. We don't. Well, and, and the thing is, okay, they can stay, but it's, there's a contract clause that prohibits violence. So it's like, you can leave on your own. We can throw you off or they can, they can allow you to stay. Yeah. Um, most of the time they do leave though. And most of the time they leave on their own accord. Um, and sometimes they just say, you're the one that they attacked. Do you want them to, do you feel safe with them staying? Do you want them to stay or do you yeah. want them to go? Um, sometimes they will let them, you know, they'll say, nah, it was, you know, whatever. It was a bullshit. They could stay. Uh, the cast members also are subjected to random drug tests. <laughs> if they fail a drug test, they are evicted from the house. Yeah, um, drugs were on that show. So when they were in St. Thomas, it's okay to do to drink a fucking bottle of vodka, an entire bottle of vodka. Yeah, yeah. but you couldn't smoke a little bit of pot. Depends on where you're at, I guess. Um, and when they were in St. Thomas, Brandon Kane was removed from the house because he tested positive for cocaine. Um, oh, which reminds me, I want to talk about that. Okay. Uh, uh, they are also held responsible for any damage to property. Oh God. Uh, in uh, Brooklyn, J.D. Ornondez had to pay $350 because he destroyed a coffee table. And in Las Vegas, Adam Royer had to pay $3,105 because... Uh, he destroyed the same coffee he table. He did, no, he destroyed the penthouse that they were living in. Oh, God. In Vegas. So... Yeah, you know, that came out of their paycheck. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they like I said, they they tackled all kinds of uh, all kinds of topics. Um, uh, Pedro actually got married during his season 
to uh, his his boyfriend, Sean Sasser. Oh shit! Yeah, um, but it really it shined a spotlight on a lot of illnesses and things that weren't talked about. Yeah, you know Pedro with with his uh, complications with AIDS. Uh, they had several cast members that had eating disorders. Um, someone someone had mononucleosis during the show. They had some that shouldn't have been kissing on them people, right? Uh, some of them had uh, uh, drug abuse and self harming that they that they tackled. Um, obsessive compulsive disorders, uh, you know, and then other ones. It was just like, uh, you know, one person entered uh, uh, drug and alcohol treatment during filming, and they followed that. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, so it seems like the real world had a little bit of good that they did. But a lot of drama. Drama. So there's that. Um, there actually was a, a movie made. There was a movie. I forgot about that. Yeah, the real world, uh, the real world movie, The Lost Season, it was in 2002. It was a made-for-TV movie. Uh, it was about a season of the real world where the cast members were ter- terrorized by a rejected would-be member. The show's not without controversy. Um, just like with any reality show, they have been accused of staging things. And they've often asked the cast members, what, you know, was it staged? And the cast members did say that situations from that original season often pop back up in other seasons. Yeah. She, it was, uh, Heather Gardner was the, the original New York cast member that was saying this. She stopped just short of saying that it was acting, but... On an E! True Hollywood story about the series, cast member John Brennan was asked by producers to state on the air that he felt hatred towards another cast member, and he refused to do so because he didn't feel hatred towards her. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of suggestions, but not really scripted. Yeah, they would they would try to steer things the way that they wanted. They wanted to get those ratings, and drama causes ratings. They also are accused of uh, creative editing that would give the false impression that there were emotional reactions to things that happened. But they were something for something else. Yeah. Um, New York cast member uh, Rebecca Blasband says producers paid a man $100 to ask her out on a date and that she terminated the plan to go on the date after she learned that he was paid to do so. Oh, no shit. Um, they also edited some arguments to make them seem more extreme. So, and my, this is something that my dad always says about this show. The concept of this being the real world is not accurate because... In the real world, and you just said this, in the real world, people do not live in luxurious dwellings for free. They're not given jobs, especially in the media, because they usually have a a high-profile job. Yeah. Without any effort, they're not taken to exotic locations for free. Um, And in the real world, people do not just drink and party all the time like that. No. Um, So... A lot of the cast members and producers have said, well, it is the real world. This is reality in context. They're putting people in this situation to see how they react to it. Oh, okay. So, but this thing has spawned all kinds of shows. You know, Real Housewives and Jersey Shore, like you mentioned, and the Kardashians and 
just you know all these different all these new terrible TV shows yeah all these horrible shows that are on now dude these shows give me anxiety some of them do the yeah, fucking me too. Yeah. yeah but it would you know like uh, the uh, like the like the Real Housewives of like Atlanta dude oh I would yeah watch that now would just get anxiety watching these people fight uh huh or like the the uh, the was it Chicago Inc or whatever yes. Miami Inc I'm like dude that shit does not happen in a fucking tattoo shop nope um but without the real world we wouldn't have below deck we wouldn't have any of these shows no because the real world set the mold for them so um another show that it kind of uh set the mold for was road rules yep this is a sister show it was kind of the same people but on a but on same types it was the same type of idea um they would take six strangers between the ages of 18 and 24 they would take all their money and they would put them in an RV that they had to travel from location to location. They were given clues and a mission to complete at each location. Uh, they said that this one was really like a, a groundbreaking because nobody had ever done that. Yeah. Well, now you have Amazing Race, you know, things like that. Amazing Race was before shit like this. I thought the Amazing Race came out like in the 80s. Uh, no, no. The Amazing Race was late. It was after Road Rules, I believe. Was an amazing race, basically like um, Cannibal Run? No, you're thinking of um, Hanna Barbera's Wacky Racing. That too. Yeah, that was before all this. Yeah, yeah, that's where it all started. Yeah. So they, you know, so basically the same idea as the real world. Yeah. Except they put it. They lived in an RV on the road, and they had to do missions when they got places. Uh, kind of a fun show. Not really a lot. To, you know, to discuss about yeah, it because we've basically already just, it was. It, it's basically all it is. They would just go to different locations. They they did one in the islands. They did one in Europe. They did the Northern Trail. They did one at sea. You know, they, it was just all this. How do you do one at sea? Did you just put them on a boat? Um. Yes. Here's a boat. Don't run out of gas. Yeah. They they had to complete everything on the ship. Uh. And all they had to do was. That's like your blow deck show. Kind of, but they had to do missions on the ship. And and in ports of call, they would sail somewhere. They'd go. They'd do a mission. Oh. And so, uh, oh, they all had their passports. No kidding. So, I mean, not it, it, it's the real world mobile, basically. Yeah. All right, guys, we're in Thailand today. So, what they did is, after they had several seasons of both shows, they would they combine them. Combine them. They had they well real world road rules challenge. Well, they would have the face offs first. Um, the, 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 the real world road rules challenge, they would have the current cast of each show meet up somewhere and they would do, they would duke it out. They, yeah. They would, they would, it was like, it was like a shootout at high noon. Well, they, they did, um, the very first one they did, uh, they had a competition to see who was going to replace puck in the house. Yeah. And one of the guys that appeared as a choice to replace him that didn't get in went to road rules and then they made them meet back up. Oh, shit. And there was obviously drama there. because So road rules was the rejects of real of, world. Re- yes. Um, we're not going to put you on the show, but we're going to call you later, maybe, and put you on another show that's not as popular and you're going to be stuck in an RV for six weeks. So... The second one that they did in the, in the one bathroom and no shower. In the challenge, the second one that they did was in Miami. 
the Road Rules cast posed as house cleaners, and they stole the eight ball off of the pool table. Oh, shit. And uh, that was like, they, they went in and they just played a prank on them. Yeah. It didn't start until like the fourth time that they did this that they actually had competitions. And that was the real world Boston and Road Rules Islands. Okay. And they met up in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and they and they had, you know, like the, the competitions. Where, yeah. You know, the, the obstacle courses and all that shit. That's when that all started. Okay. That's the one I remember. And then they, they you know, they would weave back and forth in doing challenges or just playing pranks or just having a meet up and create drama. Yeah. Eventually, they did, like, the all-star stuff where they would get a team of road rules people, a team of real-world people, and then they would have them duke it out from all different seasons. And whoever won... They got money. They got money, and they were deemed the prettiest on the show. Yeah. So... I'd never win this show. No, I, I would never be... I, I wouldn't want to be on this shit. I wanted to be on that show when I was a kid, though. The only reason I wanted to be on the show as a kid is, like, because they had, like, pretty girls. Yeah. And it's like, I these girls have to live with me. And then, you know, when you grow up, it's like... I don't want to fucking live with eight other no, people. Those people suck. Yeah, no way. I want to live by myself with my dog. You know, <laughs> I, this is this is my real world. It's me and my dog snoring and farting. Yep, both of us. So, um, anything we, we've we've talked about the, these no, MTV shows for quite some time. Yeah, we covered a lot of this old school shit. Anything that you uh, you want to wrap up the first half of our show here with? You know, talking about the real world, road rules. Are we talk about cops. No. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a. Uh, that's kind of the birth of reality, you know, right there. So in the second half, we'll kind of go into where it went from there. Yeah. So it actually got a little bit better, and sometimes it got worse. Yeah, it just it got entertaining. So let, yeah, let's uh, let's take a break, and we'll uh, we'll be back. All right, I take a pee anyway. Already? I got a pee. At least you didn't pee during the show. You know what? I may have. I'm not even going to tell you. You're just going to have to find out. Well, it's not my couch, so I don't really give a shit. Shit, it's my couch. Damn, that's, that's right. right. This is the true story. True story. Of eight strangers. <laughs> picked to live in a house. And have their lives changed. Oh, Lucy, I'm home. To find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. MTV's The Real World. San Francisco. We did it again. shaking every other week it's a different person i've been ambushed your past will haunt you we keep trying to guess who's next anybody's next real world skeletons season premiere tuesday december 16th welcome to the voyage of a lifetime a trip around the world countries, 100 days, 600 students on one ship. Survive the adventure and your classes, and you'll be rewarded handsomely. Throw out your rules. These are road rules. Bang, bang, bang! Oh, howdy, partner. Time for timer. Do you ever get that hungry feeling after school? Boy, I do. I'm so hungry, I could eat a wagon wheel. When I'm slow on the draw and I need something to chaw, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. 
When my ten gallon hats are feeling five gallons flat, I got something planned, which is little cheese sandwiches. Come on! Here's a great little snack to tide you over till dinner. If you want something delicious and nutritious, cheese is a super snack. Look, a wagon wheel. When my get up and go has got up and went, I hanker for a hunk of cheese. When I'm dancing, I hold down and my boots kind of slow down. Or any time I'm weak in the knees. I hanker for a hunk of, a slab or slice a chunk of. A snacker is a winner and yet won't spoil my dinner. I hanker for a hunk of cheese. Yahoo! Do you have what it takes to become a World Wrestling Federation superstar? No! Over 5,000 charismatic and athletic men and women thought they did. Joe Patrol. After a two-day grueling audition, thirteen competitors won the opportunity to fulfill a dream. Over the next 13 weeks, this reality-based television series will document the creation of the next male and female WWF superstars. You either want this or you don't. And if you don't want it, don't waste your time. WWF Tough Enough. They'll live together, train together, and suffer together. Well, let me tell you, if you don't believe in God, stop. In the end, one man and one woman will walk away with guaranteed WWF contracts. WWF Tough Enough, Thursday night, following SmackDown on MTV. It's a reality show that's not real. The Joe Schmo Show, Tuesday at 9, only on Spike TV. Don't miss the premiere of The Osbournes, the world's first reality sitcom, Tuesday, March 5th at 10.30 p.m., right after The Real World. He's Halloween in my house every day of the year. <laughs> That was a long break. Did yeah. You, you, you did, did push play, right? Or <laughs> record? Yeah, I, I hit record this time. Okay. Um, so yeah, we you know, kind of went over the, uh, the the early days of reality TV and the birth of reality TV and uh, kind of the things that influenced uh, what we see on TV now. The first half. So let's talk about a few things that uh, those shows influenced. Yes. That are in our timeline that we we cover, and we mentioned this one already. Um. WWE Tough Enough. So, what Tough Enough was, they took people that were aspiring professional wrestlers and put them in a house, much like the real world, but they also put them through professional wrestler training. Yeah, and then they gave them a lot of alcohol. But they also gave them a lot of alcohol. And uh, so, in lieu of having a job, their job was that they had to go train every day. And... They would also give them little tasks that they had to do, um, you know, to make them look stupid or mm-hmm. 
to, you know, whatever, to build team or, or pit them against each other or whatever. Um, they, had, they had to build their character. Some of it was building character. Some of it was getting them comfortable doing things because in the wrestling business, you're going to basically be in front of thousands and thousands of people in little clothing. Yeah. So they wanted them to get that nervousness out of the way. So they made a reality show out of it. And in the beginning, uh, it was very, very real world-ish. Um, they, uh, they had trainers, Al Snow, Jacqueline, Taz, and Tori, uh, running people through the different classes that they had to do. And this aired on MTV at the beginning. And quickly... Uh, With the USA, didn't it? After a while, it just became part of, like, Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. A segment on Monday Night Raw. But... A lot of... They, they, this thing had several seasons. And, do, you know, it seemed like Al Snow was always one of the trainers. And he's a wonderful wrestling trainer. But Hardcore Holly was in the second season. Ivory, Chavo Guerrero Jr., along with Taz. Um... It would incorporate Bill DeMont eventually, uh, as we know, uh, Hugh Morris. And then they did things where they like had mentors or special guests all the time. Um, Booker T was a trainer. Trish Stratus was a trainer. Um, I'd like to be trained by Booker T. Yeah. He, I'd like to be trained by King Booker. King Booker. Well, this thing had... I think every- Jackie was a trainer too, wasn't she? Yeah, ja- uh, Jackie Moore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was in the first season, I think. Um, it went on to, you know, to, like I said, to be a part of the actual show, uh, Lita and Billy Gunn were trainers at one point. Um, they had judges, Hulk Hogan, The Miz, Paige and Daniel Bryan, amongst other people. (coughs) That was later. Late. Yeah. In the later seasons. But a lot of these people, whether they won or not, they made they made it into the professional wrestling business. Yeah. So I think always the winner, he got his one year contract. There were always two winners. Oh yeah. There was a guy and a girl. You, they, at first there was a guy and a girl. Oh, and then they started it where it was just two winners. Okay. Um, the first, the first season it was Maven who he was a three time hardcore champion. Um, and he, but he went on and, uh, you know, had a, had a career in wrestling for yep. a while. Um, Nydia, who she became a manager and a wrestler. But others on that first Which season. Was Nydia? Nydia managed Jamie Noble. She's the one that she got perfume or something sprayed in her eyes and she was blind for a while. Oh, yeah. She was like the trailer park girl. Um, Christopher Nowinski was, he wrestled for a while, but then he got a really bad concussion. So he became an advocate for concussion awareness. And Josh Matthews was actually on Tough the first season of Tough Enough. He became a commentator and an interviewer. Yeah. And now he's a producer on the show. Yeah, that's right. Because he was just a little guy, too. Yeah, he wasn't very big, but they really liked his personality. Um, the second season... He became, mid- he became the mean gene. Basically, yeah, he did. Um, in the second season, Miss Jackie was... A winner. She ended up marrying Charlie Haas. Yep. Uh, and Linda Mills, who became the manager of the Basham Brothers under the name Shaniqua. That's right. Uh, but they had others 
that um, got jobs. Uh, one became a stage manager. She ended up marrying uh, Tommaso Ciampa. That's Jesse Ward. Um, Kenny, he's, he's still around, isn't he? Ciampa? Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa is still yeah. around. Uh, Kenny Lane became Kenny King. Matt Morgan. These guys wrestled for Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and TNA. Yep. Um, then later, uh, Matt Morgan became Gladiator Beast on American Gladiators when they revived that show. Oh, for the season they did? Yeah, the 2008 season. Yeah. Um, season three, Josh Hennigan, or John Hennigan, sorry, won. John Hennigan, we know as Johnny Nitro. Oh, yeah. John Morrison, Johnny Drip Drip. Uh, and Matt Copatelli, who Matt Copatelli... I didn't know he was on Tough Enough. Who, jo- Johnny? Yeah. Johnny Drip Drip? Um, they, they screwed his character up so bad. Well, he's had so many names. They just kept changing him. Yeah. Um, great wrestler, but yeah, they just too too much. They had nothing to. They got rid of him. <laughs> they they would get rid of him. He'd go somewhere else, change his name, come back, and mm-hmm. change his name again. Um, Matt Copatelli, interesting. Uh, he's the guy that Hardcore Holly got pissed at and just beat the shit out oh, of him. Oh yeah. In the ring, left him laying there. He was bleeding. He was crying, and he wanted to leave. He ended up winning. He got he won. He got a contract, but um, in the course of, of his career, they discovered that he had a brain tumor, and he had to step away. And he did end up uh, passing away at age thirty eight from oh, his fuck. brain tumor. Um. So the, you know those guys. He he did. He was a great. They said he was going to be a, a great wrestler, but uh, unfortunately, his uh, his health didn't allow it. Yeah. But with that season three. This is where some of the names start coming out that these people tried out, didn't make the show, had great careers. Uh, Molina. Yep. She was cut from competition during the tryouts, but she had met Johnny Nitro. She became Johnny Nitro's manager because they started dating. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean DeVere was on set during the uh, the episodes and they, they saw him and they were like, we like your look. And uh, Daniel Pewter, who we'll talk about a little later, was was involved as early as season three. No shit. Yeah. Um, so then, as it went on, uh, this is when it kind of started uh, crossing over with SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Rodimer was involved. Daniel Rodimer went on to uh, become Dan Rodman. He was a wrestler. Yeah, I don't remember him at all. He he wrestled for other other people, you know, other, okay. other companies. Um so it was uh that that was the year that Daniel Pewter actually won. Uh they only had one winner. But the list of names here, I think this is the one that the most people actually got into the business. So Daniel Pewter won, but it was very controversial because they did a segment on SmackDown where Kurt Angle challenged everybody to a squat thrust competition. Yep. So Chris Nowinski is the one that, or Chris Nowaki. Nowaki. Chris Nowaki. It's not Chris Nowinski. Chris Nowaki ended up winning the competition, and he won a match against Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle took him down and broke his ribs. And then 
cranked on his neck and made him tap out. So after Angle defeated him so quickly, he challenged any of the other finalists to a yeah. match. And Daniel Pewter, who had a lot of MMA experience, took him up on it. So Angle took it, Pewter down, but Pewter put him in a Kimura lock and almost made him pin or made him tap. Um, while he was in the Kimura, Angle turned him over and the referee quick counted a pin yep. in order to break it up. Um, so Pewter said that he was, uh, his shoulders were up at two. He bridged and he was going, he said he was going to snap Angle's arm and make him tap out on national television. Had they not done that. Oh, shit. So they were, uh, they, they were pissed at him. So that's when they put him in the Royal Rumble after he had got his contract and just beat the shit out of him for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then threw him out. And he was beat up. Yeah. So in this, uh, this class of Tough Enough had The Miz. It had Ryan Reeves, who became Ryback. DeAndre Rodimer. Wrestled with uh, WWE for a while. I like Ryback. He'll mm. never he'll never wrestle for Vince again. He'll never wrestle for anybody again. He's too too outspoken. Yeah. Um, Nick Mitchell, who became a member of the Spirit Squad as Mitch. Yeah, I remember the Spirit Squad. Justice Smith. Uh, he became Justice the American Gladiator in two thousand eight. Marty Wright. Marty Wright was a contestant that was cut because he lied about his age. Oh, he became the boogeyman. He became the boogeyman. He was, what, 40? He was in his 40s, and he told them he was 30. Yep. And they believed him. And then when they filled out the paperwork, they said, no, this is not right. You're, like, in your 40s. And so they fired him for lying, but then they brought him back. They brought him back almost instantly as the boogeyman. But, yeah, there were were others that... um, He's like, I got these fake teeth. Hold on a second. Yeah, he took his teeth out, and they became the boogeyman. Uh... There was a, another fellow that did not make it to the finals, but they liked his look. His name is uh, Andrew Hankinson. Andrew Hankinson became a guy named Festus, and then went on to become a guy named Luke Gallows. Really? Who still wrestles. But he never made it in on Tough Enough. Isn't he? He's on uh, ADEW now, isn't he? No, he's on Raw, I believe. He's one of the Good Brothers. That's right. Okay. So, Tough Enough was, was WWE trying to get into the reality game. Now they have about a half a dozen reality shows. They have the Total Divas. They have the, the Bellas. They have uh, Ms. and Mrs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they did a lot of stuff with Stone Cold. Um, they did some stuff with The Rock and Kurt Angle. So, they've got their own, you know. But this, this kind of kickstarted them into well, didn't, that uh, business. Well, didn't... Was it... And it wasn't... I thought NXT started out as a reality show. Uh, it kind of did, um, where they would have a mentor and they would, uh, it was very scripted. Yeah. But it was a mentor and they would uh, kind of tell them what to do and then put them out there and they would they would eliminate them. Yep. But every one of them became a star, a, a star because of it. So. Who's the dude with the with the mustache and the tattoos that didn't say anything? Uh uh Dexter Loomis. Yeah, was he was he came from NXT. I think so. Well, he came from NXT. I think he, he might have come from that era of NXT. Yeah. yeah. He was in that first that first run. Yeah. So. And he's like, I love his character. Oh, yeah. I hope they keep building this character up because he's, he's, he's got something. Yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun. He, I don't think he knows how to blink. Nope, which is good. 
So, moving on to other things that, you know, because WWE put their hand into it, of course. They, mm-hmm. they do everything. But they this was borrowed from a British show, like a lot of good shows are, um, is, is Big Brother. The Office? The Office was, yeah, <laughs> yeah which is a great show. I've never watched Big Brother. Don't know anything about it. I used to see, like, on Showtime, they had Big Brother After Dark. I'm like, I don't even don't know what the show's about. I don't want to get into this. Well, Big Brother is basically, um, it's kind of like the real world-ish. Yeah. Where they just put people in the house and they record them constantly. Uh, they had cameras everywhere. Yeah, and they did have them everywhere. You couldn't poop without people knowing. Well, there's a, there's a story on here that about something that a guy had to do to relieve himself. Oh. Yeah. Release a little tension. Yeah, if you yeah. Will. Um, he he built a box out in the out in the uh, courtyard that he would with no cameras with no cameras because they the, he built the box and uh, he you know, he had a nice little uh, mattress in there and some pillows and he would uh, go in there and uh, yeah take care of himself read the article yeah <laughs> yep yeah you guys fill in the blank they uh, yeah they uh, it was it was a very famous uh, little angle that he did. Um, on that show, but that's funny. This was actually based on a Dutch show. Um, there was a Dutch show, and then it was in uh, Great Britain, and it was also in uh, in Spain, I guess, uh, where they just put these people in, and then they would be voted off. They'd be voted out by the audience. Yeah, by the viewers. The viewers, which was kind of a, a new thing in reality show. Now, they're, now they're involving the audience in the outcome. Um, so that, you know, they, they would, they would do web series. I mean, Big Brother became a huge thing Yeah, where it started out just being a weekly television show. Then they started running a subscription thing where you could watch it 24 seven. Like a Truman online. show. Yes. You could watch it constantly online. So you, it, that was like a groundbreaking thing. So you would think the Truman Show would be the groundbreaking of reality because it started the day he was born. Well, yeah, that and that I think the reason that the Truman Show was made into a movie is because of things like Big Brother, things yeah. like, you know, uh, like the real world where it's like, hey, reality TV is all the craze. Let's breed. Yeah. Let's create our own reality show character from birth and follow him. Um. So they then, like you said, they had the uh, Big Brother After Dark. They had they had all these spinoffs of the same show, the same season. Yeah, they would have like four different ways to watch. Oh my god, that seems like that's a little excessive. And they bled it for all it was worth. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's still on. Is it? Yes. Holy shit! And they had house calls where they would follow up on them. They had uh, Big Brother After Dark, Big Brother Live Chat, where they would pull certain members. Of the show, uh, of the show uh, aside, um, they have Celebrity Big Brother. I think I've seen all one kinds of, of those. Crazy. I mean, it's just, this one kind of got out of hand, I think. Celebrity Big Brother was a little bit more calm. Yeah, and because these people didn't, I mean, they, they some of them may have known each other or known of each other. Yeah. They weren't in it. I mean, there were still fights and stuff, but, um, but most of them... You know, they didn't. They didn't give a shit. They, yeah. You know, they they wanted to finish up their four weeks or six weeks in the house and be gone. Be gone. Those six weeks for us it was probably like a week for them. <laughs> right. So, 
like the Price is Right record like four shows a day. The first season, they actually, the people in the house voted on who was going to get thrown out. Oh, shit. And then from season two to the present time is when they started involving the audience vote. That was a 900 number. It started out as a 900 number, and then it became a text thing, and then it became, uh, like, online. Yeah. You know, with as as the internet kind of developed. So, technology. To advanced. the point where they could do it. Um, but, yeah, they... They would get $25,000 if they won, which doesn't seem like a lot of money to dedicate your life to. Yeah, part of your life to and, and giving up. Because these people, even though they were just on a reality show, they were a normal person on a reality show, they still, people that were on season one still do appearances Yeah. from, you know, for because they were on Big Brother. Um. They would have, you know, head of household. They could, they had the competitions within the show. Okay. Head of household where, um, like whoever, whoever won, like they could make the rules for the day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they could, you know, make the rules or they could, uh, um, it was like they, they had some sort of immunity. The power of veto was introduced in the third season where, they could veto someone getting kicked off. The whoever owned that, yeah, they could say no. They're not getting kicked off. Yeah, that's my buddy. He stayed. Some of the prizes that they would get would be um, food, like special foods. Oh, nice. Or they would get luxury. They could stay in this other location. They could take a trip somewhere or yeah, stay so offside, get, get out of the house. Um, they had the Battle of the Block. Which, uh, I think that was a New Kids on a Block song. They would, yeah, it was. They would nominate two people to compete against each other in, in, you know, in whatever, and whoever won got immunity, and they could, um, the head of household could also take their immunity away from them. Oh, shit. Um, or they had a battle back where if they were eliminated, they could. Do a, they could challenge and challenge to get put back in the house. Oh, nice. Nice. So this seems like a kind of a cool show, but I never got, I just never got into it. It was, it was cool. I, I watched some of it. I know people that got completely obsessed with it. Um, it was criticized for uh, instances of harassment, intimidation, and bullying, violence in the house, obscene language. Uh, breaches of integrity and that that means they had sex yeah and that um, they would put physical and mental strain on the contestants they also had instances where they criticized people in the house of discrimination and racism um, they uh, there was a lot of sexual misconduct allegations with the people that were involved in the show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, so, apparently, the guy jerking it in a box in the courtyard wasn't the worst thing that ever happened on the show. No, at least he covered himself up. Right. And it was always a big thing. I mean, he made no bones about it. Well, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> he he made no, no excuses as to what he was doing. Yeah. He's like, I'm going out. To that, but he had a special name for it, too, like the 
the beatbox or the whack shot. I can't remember what it was. Oh my god! But he would say, he said, I, I, I'm going out there. I, I'm, I'm going to be in the box. I'm going to be in the box. I'm going to the hot box. Yeah, and that's where he would go. So that show kind of, I don't know. It, these these shows kind of came up together because, um, I, 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 from what I remember, because uh, Big Brother. If I remember, I thought Survivor came first. Big Brother started in two thousand. Now Survivor started in two thousand as well. Oh shit! So they kind of they kind of came up together. Survivor took it to a, a new extreme. They basically took road rule or or not road rules, but well, yeah, road rules. Yeah, they 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 made it the real world without the comforts of a home. Yeah, they put you on an island and said, "Have fun." Yeah, see ya. And but you know they didn't have like all the luxuries of you know the, the, like you said the house or alcohol. They had to go the they had to go hunt their food mm-hmm. and if build they, their own shelters. Build their own shelters, but you know then there was days where like they would they would win and they would get like a feast. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching some of those. And I'm like, dude, if I've been sitting on an island for the last thirty days and I'm down 60 pounds or whatever. Yeah. You know, eating, you know, just trout or whatever I could find. Trout? I don't know. <laughs> Survivor Yellowstone? <laughs> I don't know. Group. I got to go out to the stream and catch some trout. So I like grouper. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they were like, they were. It, sometimes it would be like a turtle or yeah. shrimp that they caught or minnows. Whatever they got. And then they go. They go into this this room, and it's like steaks and hams and cakes. Oh, you get sick. Yeah, you dude, you'd throw up. Yeah, I mean, your body wouldn't know how to handle that. No, because I remember some of them where they like built a slingshot and shot a monkey out of a tree and ate it, or oh, a, shit. a bat. That one time they caught bats, and then they I, I remember and that. then they were worried because they ate the bats, and they're like, "What if these bats had rabies?" And they were concerned about it. I think that's a myth. I don't know. Bull bats do get rabies, but they, I, they they listen to they watch too many Aussie videos, right? That might be foreshadowing. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. They know what's going on. They know before they, they know because they read the titles. Yeah, probably. Um, but they so this was you know obviously they stole it from somewhere else. Uh, it was called Expedition Robinson. Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, it was it was in, it was in Sweden. That makes more sense. And the name. So they they changed the name to Survivor. They changed some rules up. They would split them into a couple of tribes. Yeah, it was like two or three. Yeah, two or or more. Two. Some there was up to four, I think, at one point. They would take them to some remote location, dump them off. Uh, they would do physical and mental challenges to pit the teams against each other. But they always had medical staff there with them. Constantly, because they needed it. Yeah. Um, it's not like the new shows I got now where it's like naked and afraid. All you got is your camera and a, uh, a walkie-talkie. And you can get medical, but you, they're yeah, not right. They're going to fly in. Yeah. Helicoptered. It, and Naked and Afraid is a fun show to watch. I've never watched it. I, I guess I take that back. I've seen a couple episodes, and then there's the other one, Alone. Yep. Well, like they stick them up in fucking like northern Alaska by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And like they like, yeah, we're gonna stick you here for thirty days. If you want to leave, 
satellite phone. Yep. Now, don't get eaten by a bear. Survivor, from what I remember, Survivor had did the audience vote or the it, audience voted? It, it, well, some of it was tribal council. Well, yeah, they did. Yeah, they would do both, I think. Yep. They, but they had their host and. He would come out like once a day or whatever, once a week. And get them so, all together. Like, all right, guys, we're going to do this. And whoever gets this, the team who wins gets gasoline and a fucking lighter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You get this sleeping bag for all six of you to share. So, like I said, they, they did they did change things up a little bit for the U.S. version. Um, they wanted to... They, they, they would always change things each season. Yeah. Because they didn't want people to watch it and then go, that's what worked, that's how I'm going to win. So they would make sure that the strategies that were used in previous seasons wouldn't work the next season. Okay. And I should watch. I should find that. It's on NBC or CBS or ABC. Yeah, it's it's streaming everywhere. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long time since I've actually watched that show. It seems because I didn't watch it at the beginning. I caught it like later in the seasons. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. See, I remember watching it early on, and then I remember watching some of the later ones. I, I wasn't like the only a, one. A I actually, the only person I remember from Survivor was the like the hippie type guy. Mm-hmm. He was always wearing the tie dye. Yep. Yeah, that's the only guy I remember. There was another guy. I've been the only season I watched. There was a guy that he that he kind of made a a career out of. Hey, I was on Survivor. Yeah. And he's kind of a really hardcore. I think he was former military. Oh, and he's yeah. like super hardcore survivalist, and he does that other show with um, what the hell is it where they they go out and they take like the challenges or whatever, yeah, like yes. the scenarios, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, well, we could do this, or we could do this, yes, like they walk in the desert or they get stuck in the mountains, and all they got is the car that's stuck with them, yeah, and how to take the car apart and make yeah. shit out of, yeah, yeah, I like, I like that's that a show. good show, I do like that show. that one and that show that you introduced me to where they, they let shit bite them. Oh, yeah. And sting them and shit. That, that's a crazy show. Yeah, it was like, um, I can't remember the name of the show. I got it recorded. It, it's called, like, Fuck That Hurts or something like that. Something, I think yeah. that, I think that's actually the title. Yeah. Fuck That Hurt. Yeah. Fuck That Hurt. Um, but those guys started out, out as a YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And have a great show about doing stupid shit to yourself. Yeah. And it's all for science. Yeah, yeah. Well, science, well, it's like that. The, science can kiss my ass. I'm not letting that fucking something called a goddamn bird killer fucking sting me. Oh, the the uh, the the giant the giant cicada killer. Yeah, the giant tarantula moth or whatever yeah. the hell killer fucking tomato that they let bite them or whatever. I, hey, there's no fucking I way. I watched Attack of the Killer Tomatoes the other day. Oh, okay. So I wanted to talk about this, um, and I'm not going to give any spoilers because it just came out. I went and saw Cocaine Bear. Yes. I laughed so fucking hard that I cried. Oh, my God. Throughout the whole movie. It is great. It's... I think that... I believe that Con Air is the greatest thing that has ever happened to film. Cocaine Bear is right up there. Really? It is probably one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in the theater. Like, even better, like Groundhog's Day? Or The Man Who Knew Too Little? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's... It is. It it was fun. So the only thing that would have made this movie better is if Bill Murray was in it. I don't. They didn't need Bill Murray. Oh no shit. Oh yeah. It this. It it's it's great. Um, it's already before it was even released. It was considered a cult classic because of just how bizarre it was and the hype surrounding it. Yeah. And 
Um, it, it, it lived up to everything and more. I'm ready. It's funnier than shit. I want to go see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I want to see that as well. That's, but, and that's out. Yes. And I think it got demol- I think it got overshadowed by Cocaine by Bear. By Cocaine Bear. It absolutely did. Um, Cocaine Bear, it's, it's just fucking hilarious. So, there's some good gore scenes, there's some good jump scare scenes, but it is a comedy. And i got to tell you what happened when I was in the theater. What happened? So. And then I'll tell you, I made sure I watched Grizzly. Okay. And that movie's terrible. So, <laughs> we went to see it at the Alamo Draft House. And Alamo Draft House generally has a themed menu, or at least special drinks. Yeah, yeah. For their movie that they're showing. So, I sit down, and the, uh, the, the young lady I was with, she was, was drinking some alcohol. And so we, we had had dinner in the, in the bar at the Alamo before. We had some, some appetizers. And so we went up to theater. And the, they came by. The server came by to take our order. And I wanted a milkshake. They have fantastic milkshakes. And they have these gigantic straws. It's just perfect. So I got a, a salted caramel milkshake. It was delicious. And my friend was having trouble deciding what she wanted to drink. So I said... Do you have any special drinks or special menu for this show? And the server goes, you know, we really don't. And I said, oh, man, you think you guys would have, like, offered liquid cocaine or something? And she gave me this look. And she goes, uh, yeah, that stuff's kind of hard to come by. It's kind of hard to get, you know. What is she, like, super young? Yeah. Yeah, she was like in her twenties. She's like, I tried to get cocaine, I couldn't find it. Yeah, she's like, it's kind of hard to, kind of hard to find. That's easy to find all over West Omaha. Oh, I know. Uh, I mean, I've heard. Um, so. Well, yeah, I heard through you. Yeah, and I, I heard through through another friend. Um, so, I, uh, I was like, <laughs> what? And she goes, Yeah, it's kind of hard to find that stuff, and you know, like, we can't really offer that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So, you know, my friend just ordered a beer. Yeah. And I ordered my milkshake. And then the server kind of started to walk away. And then she turned around and she goes, I just want to let you guys know this movie is kind of short. So um, don't wait too long to do, well, you know, and walked away. And I'm like, oh, my God. She thinks we're drug-seeking cokeheads. Oh, my God. At the Cocaine Bear fucking movie. I'm like, are you fucking serious? This, this server... Thought that we were looking for cocaine at, at, at a theater. They, thinking the theater should offer us cocaine to watch Cocaine Bear. Well, that makes sense. Well, yeah, but it's like, really? So, yeah, that was fun. Cocaine Bear, go see it. I want to see it. It's amazing. I might it have is to absolutely go, I might have to go with you. Oh, I'll go see it again. Definitely. This, I don't know if Charlotte wants to see Cocaine Bear. Uh, some parts but, of it might not be appropriate. But we won't take Charlotte. We'll wait till. It comes out on on demand. Yeah, and I know Jamie does not want to see it at all. Oh, it is! It's so funny, so funny. So, but you guys well, watch Grizzly, huh? Yeah, we watch Grizzly, dude, and it's you've seen it, right? Oh yeah, the old seventies. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It is a blatant ripoff of Jaws. Yes, with for, a bear for almost scene per scene. They did a lot of that back then. They had like one with lions. Yeah, they had. Uh, Grizzly. They had the alligator movies. Even even the re- even the sequel, Grizzly: The Revenge. Yes. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, he, <laughs> the funniest part was the girl who like the I don't know if she's like a camp or like a park ranger, but she strips down 
And she's like, I'm going to go for a swim. And she jumps out. She gets in. She goes behind the waterfall. And she's standing there for a second. And all you see is this big furry hand, look like Igor from the yeah. from creature feature, come out and grab her. And then the water turns red. That's funny. And then when they blew him up, they had like a, I don't know where the fuck he got it. But he had like a bazooka. <laughs> like they're yep. trying to shoot this thing with guns and everything else and it, nothing's affecting him. And he grabs, like the next day and he's sitting on the ground and he's got this bazooka. And I was ready for him to go, smile you son of a bitch. And then, boom, no blood, no entrails, no fur, no head. Just, just gone. Just exploded. It was like there was a box sitting there. That's funny. And I was just like, it was just an explosion with nothing nothing about it. And then, like, they go to the next scene and, like, it's all, you can see the ground and everything. There's, like, nothing on the ground. That's great. Like, at least when Jaws blew up, you see in the body parts fly. Yeah. This was just... Close up explosion. We're done. You're survived. You lived. You're missing a leg. You're fine. End of movie. Yeah. I think we need a bigger honey pot. They, they, yeah. They think we're going to need a bigger honey pot. Speaking of honey pots, we just got some honey money from Flint. We did. Flint Frank Toy Hive. Toy Hive. Yep. He's semi retired right now. Well, he's he yeah, he's on and off. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, if you can catch him, you can buy a lot of really cool shit. Yes. So. He's, um, li- he's living it up down in Florida right now. Which is cool. Good for him. He's, dude, jet skiing and everything else. He's I saw that, yeah. 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 I told him, I said, dude, you live down in Florida. You're always on, on, every time I see you, it's outside. But you still got that pasty white skin. Mm-hmm. Got that, that nice Ohio tan. He's got that Ohio tan. So, okay, let's, let, we've got two more shows we want to talk about here. And we're going to fly through these. We're gonna, yeah, these, these are going to be quick. Because these are newer, a lot newer, and everybody's watched these. So, um... This one was in 2003. Actually had three seasons, which I've only seen the first one. And I've never, I've, I remember watching the first season. I yeah. didn't think they had a second one. They had two more after this, but I don't see how they could have done it after they did this one. They had to have done a twist because this is called The Joe Schmo Show. But and wasn't they had, they had a different name for the yeah, show there. It was like a dating show. The, or, the first one was Lap of Luxury. Yep. Um, where they they lived in a uh, a mansion and they had to do challenges and stuff. What the what made this one kind of um, different from the rest is everybody was in on this. It was one hundred percent scripted, except for one guy. Except for one guy, and that one guy was just they went out and they found the most normal, average person they could find and put him on the show. Everybody else was actors. And they had everything scripted. They knew what they wanted to do. The only thing they could not script or predict was him. Was him. And, and so there was times where he would almost guess that it, the whole thing was fake. There were times that he completely screwed up the whole plan. Yeah. Like there was a time where uh, he was supposed to win something. It was like the, the loser, the, the winner got something special, but the loser had to sleep in the laundry room. Yeah. Well, he was sharing a king-size bed with three people. And the first, and they had to put their hand on a stripper. Mm-hmm. And so he had his hand on the stripper's boob. That's what the body part that he drew. And it was forced on him, you know, that yep. he's going to draw this. So he's standing there, and they, were, they had an order they were supposed to take their hands off. And so he did it for a while, and he's like, you know, I've done this long enough. I got to feel what this feels like. 
it really pains me to do this, but I'm not sleeping in that bed anymore with those two people. And he took his hand off. He wanted to sleep in the laundry room on a cot by himself. Yeah. He wanted his own room. And they were like, oh shit. What, what do we do? So nobody knew what to do. So they just had to like improv and figure out what they were going to do. Oh my God. And there was other times that he, something would happen and he didn't agree with it, so he would protest it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when one of his buddies got eliminated from the show, he, he cried, protested, and wanted to leave the show himself. Um, he injured one of the other actresses yeah. in a sumo competition. So he won like a resort, like a, a weekend trip to a resort and some money. He gave it to her. Um, he's like, I, I don't feel right because you got injured. I want I want to give you this. Yeah. And so they were like, "Damn, you know, you're like a really nice guy, nice guy, and all that." Um, and that when the show at the end of the show, it was him and another guy that came down to, and obviously he won because it was all about rewarding him. Yeah. But then it was like, "You're such a nice person. We want to give you this. We want to give you this." And he got to meet all the actors instead of the characters. Yeah. And it was just a really wild. You know, it was kind of a bizarre. Um, ending i thought because yeah. they said nope there's a there's an issue here this guy didn't really win you know this guy cheated and you win and he's like i don't want to win because he cheated and I'm like okay i i have a, i i need we to, had to tell you something well it, it, they the, the the reason that he that, that he was disqualified they outed him as an actor oh and he was like you're an actor i don't want to win like that he goes you're an actor what the hell man and he's like yes i'm an actor and then they all revealed themselves to be actors and he's like He's, yeah, they're like, everybody who's an actor, raise your yeah, hand. Yeah, raise your hand to stand forward, up, yeah. and, and they all did. And then they they told their real name, and uh, I really liked this show because it, it was so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a reality show, because we believe they're scripted, they're, they have a pattern to, it, to yeah. it. You know what's going to happen. This one, you knew it was scripted, and they would tell you, this is what we think is going to happen. This is what we want to happen. We don't know what, the, we don't know what he's going to yeah. do. And God, I should find, I want to find that show again. Uh, it's on YouTube. Is it? The, nice. the first one is on YouTube. I think the other ones might be. I just haven't watched them. And I really don't want to be. You know, I, I, I might. Yeah. I might see what they're like. But that first one was so groundbreaking and just so amazing. I thought. It just didn't take off but three seasons. Yeah, but still it was good. And I, I kind of want to, I don't want to watch the other two seasons and ruin that first one for me. You know? Yeah. But yeah, the Joe Schmo show, it, it was... Oh, it, it's on Prime. Is it on Prime? Okay. I, I know I watched it on Let's something. See, is it on something else? Let's look here. I think it's on YouTube. So I think it I watched it. It just says Prime. I think I watched it on YouTube. Where can I watch Joe Schmo? Um, I don't know how updated this list is. You got Peacock, Voodoo, Netflix, Amazon, Amazon Prime. What the hell is Netflix? Netflix. It's, it's uh, the offshoot of Netflix. Oh. It's not as big. Oh. They only have a couple shows, like Joe Schmo. Okay. Um, Netflix. Certified Fresh Movies. Most that's Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Streaming most site. popular streaming movies. At least that's what it says. So The Full Bounty, the Joe Schmo Show. That's what it's called, I guess. Um, there weren't... I mean, there were, there were a few um, people that actually broke out from this. As actors, um, Lance Crawl, he uh, was on uh, Free Radio in the Lance Crawl Show. Uh, David Hornsby, 
who you would know from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, Ralph uh, Garman, who he is a comedian, a musician. He's done a lot of work for Family Guy, and uh, he works on the Kevin and Bean Morning Show in, in uh, Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig was on this. Oh, no shit. Yeah, she went on to, to uh, be on SNL. She's actually the one that got injured. Oh, really? Yeah. And she's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, but yeah, if, if you ever got, if you get a chance to see uh, the Joe Schmo show, it was it was pretty awesome. Wait, I think it's um, on Watchplex TV. Maybe. You know what? It's this Plex's uh, movie channel show channel. I think. Let's find out here. Oh yeah, I think that's right. Um. But yeah, it's got the first ten episodes. I think. You know, so, I'm not sure. It, you know, Google it. Yeah, just video. You'll find it somewhere. YouTube it. It'll be on YouTube probably. So yeah, this this was a great you know. This was this was a great show. It was a lot of fun, um, and the the producers, the creators, and producers went on to uh, do a couple of of movies you might have heard of, Zombieland and Deadpool. Oh really? Yeah. So the final show. And that was who was that? That was that. Is that the. Uh... The producers, they're uh, they brothers. No, uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Werneck. Okay. Um, they uh, they 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 worked on Zombieland and uh, and Deadpool. So the final show we want to talk about. This thing took the airwaves in two thousand two. So we're right there, right, right there at the end of our the end of our, our timeline. Yeah. Um, they decided to. Uh, I I think this is one of the first that followed a celebrity family. Yeah, I think so, it was. So this is responsible for something like the Kardashians. We can't um, blame this for the Kardashians. Well, no, because uh, it, it's completely opposite. Um, and that is... The Kardashians uh, is a shit show, and this was great. This was awesome. This kind of a shit, had shit show episodes. Oh, yeah. But, it's the Osbournes. Yes. Uh, they followed Ozzy and his family. Shit! And there's th- 37 dogs. Yes, and they shit everywhere. Yes, and Ozzy couldn't figure out how to use a remote... It's the fucking weather channel again, Sharon. <laughs> fucking thing. So the funny thing about this show, in my personal life, when I was young, when I was a kid. And you're just in your ute. When I was a ute, Ozzy was not allowed in the house because he was satanic. He was evil. Yeah. Um, we've talked about that before. But in 2002, my mom could not get enough of watching the Osbournes. Mm-hmm. We used to watch it as a family. And my dad would be like, this is stupid. But... Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Well, and, he, and Ozzy, he had, what, three other... Two other... Two or three kids... Other kids that didn't want to be... Had nothing well, to do with the show. Uh, they have... his previous wife. They have... Uh, Jack and Kelly were on the show. Yep. But they have another daughter named Amy. And she did not want to be on it. And she actually talked a lot of shit about what happened on the show. I think she's the oldest. She is the oldest. Um, but they had, like, their nanny, Melinda, was on the show. Um, they, uh, they, basically, it was, like, a lot of day-to-day, and then Ozzy getting ready to go on tour. Yeah. That's what it was. And a lot of other things happened. Um, you know, Ozzy had an ATV accident. Ozzy relapsed on alcohol during the show. Yep. Um, 
they 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 showed a lot of stuff that kind of uh, showed the the darker side of Wazzy. Yeah, you know, He's the darker side of music. Yeah, of what rock stardom does to you, or used to, or you know, yeah. These rock stars now, are, you know, you got like Imagine Dragons type shit. Well, yeah, they they've got like a yoga. They do yoga. They yeah. don't do heroin. They do yoga. <laughs> Back in our day, musicians did heroin, not yoga. <laughs> they were real men. <laughs> so this thing actually had four episodes, or four, four seasons, I'm sorry. Um, 52 episodes. And now they, while a lot of it was real life, you know, Ozzy wrecking the ATV, that really happened. Yeah. Him relapsing. Sharon's cancer battle, that, that really happened. happened. Jack ended up getting MS. Yeah, Jack got MS during... during that he might went been, to rehab. Yeah, Jack went to rehab during the show. Um, but you basically, you got to watch Jack and Kelly grow up on this show. Yeah, because they started when they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. And both went on, you know, Jack's a very successful music producer now. He does, he's got a lot of... He's got... He's big in the paranormal. He, yeah, he's, he's got, got his, his own par- shows. He's got his own shows. The, the, road, and, uh, the road to Hell. Um, that's which, one of them. They actually came to Omaha. Or they were coming to that's Omaha. That's the one was with Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. They they either came to Omaha or they're coming to Omaha. Um, they're going to hit the museum then. Yes, yeah, so they're going to go to the Museum of Shadows. Oh my God, I'd love to be there for that. Um, but, I just want to meet Jack. I mean... Yeah, I'd Ozzie, like to meet Ozzy. I, I, I don't think anybody's going to get close to Ozzy. Not anymore. I don't think... I think that may have... Jack may have already been there. But anyways... Um, and Kelly she's is a uh, musician. She's a musician and she's... Fashion um, designer or something. She does. I think she does a talk show too. She had a talk show for or a she, while. Or she's on a she's on a morning show or some shit. Well, I think she had her own show for a while. Because then then Sharon was on the View. Yep. And then she got kicked off because they didn't like her opinion. Nope. Now Jack and Kelly did state that some of the things were a little staged, a little forced. Yeah. Drama. Um. But Ozzy's publicist says none of it was. Um, Maybe Ozzy didn't know that. Yeah, Ozzy had no clue. But, yeah, they, they, they spawned several shows after that. They had uh, Jack and Ozzy's World Detour. Yep. Um, then they had uh, uh, Jack's Road to Hell. They had... Kelly had some some shit going on, and she did some special shows. I know, I know uh, Jack did another paranormal show with both his parents. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then they bring him in. It was like Ozzy was very skeptic. The Prince of Darkness mm-hmm. was very skeptic, and he's got a song about Aleister Crowley and shit. Yeah, you know, but, but he, he was a skeptic. He was a skeptic, but um, Sharon, she was all about it. Yeah. And then they would have to. He would have to convince. The whole thing was they would watch these videos, and then you'd have to convince Ozzy. You'd get his opinion. Mm-hmm. You're like, was this real or was this fake? He's like, I don't know. I wouldn't even pay attention. So this this was the highest rated show in MTV history. Won a primetime Emmy award for outstanding reality programming. So yeah, I mean, the Osbournes was great. I loved it. Some of the notable moments, like we said, you know, the the, the stuff we already talked about. But Ozzy got to meet Mac Sabbath, um, the the Black Sabbath parody band of oh, all McDonald's King. characters. Oh yeah, it's McDonald's characters. Um, they also did some specials where they were on tour with Ozfest. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I and didn't, didn't they, Ozzy had a reality show where he was auditioning people for a band or something. Probably for his tour shows. Yeah, there was something about 
I just remember that maybe that was something different. Maybe that was a different show where Sharon was behind it, though, because she ended up firing two people because they were uh, trying to make a band and uh, they put a band together. They were playing on the Ozfest stage and Bill Ward from Black Sabbath came out and played drums with them one time. Oh, shit. And they were like, holy shit. Then after their performance, they were like talking to some people from yeah. the, the crowd uh and the one guy said oh yeah i'm the clown from slipknot and the other one said something he was somebody else and then somebody wore um zach wilde's black label society vest they put it on yeah and zach wilde about kicked their ass and they, they put it on while they're on stage no no they found it backstage on a chair and they put it on took pictures in it oh and he he found out and he about kicked their ass he's a big boy yeah um, I don't know if that was in, that was the Osbournes or if that was something else. That might have been something else. But uh, yeah, I remember all yeah, that was brutal. Holy I mean, shit! Um, but yeah, they ended up firing them for saying that they were in Slipknot and that they didn't have their masks on because they were trying to get with groupies. Yeah, they end up they end up canning them off the show. Really? This yeah. is bullshit. Oh yeah, because they were bullshitting. They're bullshitting. Oh. They're like you don't you don't portray our friends no. trying to get laid. But I remember, like, uh, when Ozzy was putting his new band together, and he was like, "They got, they, dude, we got Zach Wild. He's coming back," and he's like, "Oh," and they go, "We got." Uh, it was Zach Wild. It was uh, Robert Tugello before he went to Metallica. Yep. And it was uh, Mike Borden from Faith No More was his drummer. And he's playing. Well, he's playing for Pantera right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach. Both of them. Oh, Mike Borden is too. Yeah, he's the drummer. Oh no, wow. wait, no, the drummer is Drum. Anthrax. Anthrax. Yeah, Charlie Benet. Um. But yeah, it, when 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 they told him who his new band was, he was like, "Oh, that's great, that's great." And they're like, "They're all in the other room, you know. They're waiting for you." And he's like, "I'm going to sit down right here, have them come in." And he sat down and fell off the fucking chair. Um, and and Zach Wilde just walks in, looks at him, and goes, "Every fucking time." And <laughs> so it was it was a peek behind what really happens in Ozzy's world. Yeah. Um. Oh, he, fuck, he's seventy. He's seventy six. Yeah, but he's the prince of darkness. He's evil, and he can't run remote control. He can't. You know, it was like. It made him, a lot of it made him look like a fool. Uh, but it, a lot of it made him look human. Yeah. You know, so it took that, you know. That rock star. It's a character. It's the Prince of Darkness is a character. Ozzy Osbourne is a character, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it kind of pulled the curtain back on that. Now, what I did not like about this show, I think it was the third season when they said they were done. Mm-hmm. The last episode, they scripted. So that put a shadow on the, all the other episodes where they scripted because it was the episode where Jack killed the dog and ran away and Sharon left Ozzy and Kelly ran off with somebody I must quit watching that yeah so Jack Sharon's never gonna leave Ozzy in his Jack in his sleep grabbed one of the dogs and strangled it is what they said and so he he hid the dog in a duffel bag and he snuck out and, and left Sharon found out about it she couldn't handle it she left Ozzy you know, she left the house left Ozzy Kelly ran off with somebody or did something, and Ozzy was by himself. And so he's walking around the house going, Sharon, Jack, Kelly, anybody? He's yelling. He's like, I can't run the fucking remote control. Where the fucking weather channel? Sharon! And I would probably crack it up by seeing that so shit. So they, they did that, and he you know, he wandered around the house like, oh my God, you know, like Ozzy's going to fucking die by himself. Yeah. And then they go, cut. And he goes, are we really done? Are we really done? He goes, oh, good. He goes, I've been stepping over all these fake piles of fucking dog shit. And he starts picking up this rubber dog shit all over the house. Put the 
doubt out there was it scripted or was it real? And I'm like, God damn it! I I've been stuck on the show. I wonder if they did that. It was a joke. Yeah, obviously they did that because they were people like the show scripted. You know, yeah, so they did script it. It pissed me off though because it was like, why well, I've invested three three seasons in the yeah. show and now you're gonna make me question if it was real, fuckers. I think that's I I think a lot. I think if not ninety nine percent of it was. I uh, yeah, there was for at least forced. Yeah, they really forced it, or they would make them. Okay, we like that, but can you do, do it, it this again, way? Can yeah. you say this? You know. But some of it, like, you know, Ozzy throwing the ham at their neighbors, that was real. Yeah. You know? Um, Fucking assholes. And the, all the guest people that would show up. So this... How would sh- you like to just walk in the kitchen? Because I remember it was, the, one of them walked in the kitchen with the camera crew and... Like his entire band is standing there, just they're all just fucking bullshit and drinking coffee and eating breakfast. Yeah, yeah, just chilling. So this show spawned. I'd probably shit my pants if 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 I walked into a room and Zach Wild was just sitting there chilling. Oh yeah, well, what's up? I fucking love Zach Wild. Yeah. Well, this show spawned other celebrities to do the same thing. Um, Hogan knows best. Hulk Hogan had to do his own reality show, obviously. And that was that was, that was a sh- bad fucking shit show. And uh, Gene Simmons' family jewels, which was amazing. No, it wasn't. Hey, I'm not getting sued for saying it sucked. It sucked. It did suck. <laughs> it was just Gene Simmons, and then every once in a while, Paul Stanley would show up. <laughs> it was it was Gene Simmons talking about himself and his kids telling him how arrogant he was. Yeah, and his wife telling him how arrogant he was. But you know what? The, my favorite one at a, besides Ozzy. Was um, D. Snyder's one? Yeah, D. Snyder had a good show. Yeah, but and then uh, you know, and it was just I mean because he's like an upstanding person. Mm-hmm. He fucking he doesn't he's not he's not cocky. He's just down to earth. His kid wanted to be a comic. He's like fuck yeah, let's go to the fucking let's get you fucking set up for this. Yeah, and you're gonna learn how to do it. And you're gonna do it on your own, mm-hmm. and we'll come support you. Yeah. So and then to a certain degree. Other people got the idea that celebrities can let the public into their lives. Yeah. So we got things like Rock of Love with Brett Michaels and The Which Flavor of Love. I fucking hated those shows. Where, yes, there was a reality Every show. Every bit of it was scripted. Oh, yeah. Every bit of it. But there was a reality show in the early 2000s where the winner got Flavor Flav. <laughs> got to date Flavor Flav. Well, who fucking was it? What's her name that was married to Stallone? Brigitte Nielsen. She married him after winning. That no, that was the surreal life. That's right. Yes. Yeah, that they, was they, another they shit up. show. That was a, that was a shit show that's outside of our realm of what we talk about, and it was fucking bad. Oh. Um. So yeah, that's kind of uh, uh, of our memories of uh, of reality TV, the birth of reality TV, and uh, where it went, and now we know where it's at now because it's still on. Yeah. So you still see. All of the shows we mentioned. And this whole time, we've been watching Impractical Jokers. We have. <laughs> so, um, all the shows that we that we mentioned today, you still see traces of them on TV. Everywhere. Uh, the, the influence and inspiration are still on TV. So, anything you want to wrap up with talking about? No, I mean, some of these shows were really, really good, and some of them were complete messes. Yes, they were. Like, I, I just... I never got, like I said, I never got to the show. Like, one one we didn't talk about was the the UFC one. And that one, I, I looked that one up, it came out later. Did it? Yeah, it came out, it came out way later. Because it was like, it was just like tough enough. But they were UFC These guys fighters. were UFC fighters, and they gave them the same thing. They fucking fell them with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then these guys would come in, they'd, and they'd all fucking fight each other. They were all fighting each other, yeah. In the house. Yeah. 
And then I remember there was at the one scene. It's probably one of the most famous scenes. You see a meme about the fucking dude got pissed because he got he, he lost or got eliminated or whatever. He ended up fucking smashing the door, mm-hmm. just threw a huge tantrum, and I think he got kicked off the show for that. Yep. Yeah, that I I did look that one up, and that one was Dana White didn't put up a shit. It was like two thousand nine or something. Oh, it was well, way way wow. later. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, we'll have to hit that one in uh, in a few years. We'll, we'll six talk years about that. if we're yeah. still we, you know we'll still yeah. be around. Yeah, we'll still be around. We got nothing else to do. So, <laughs> let's wrap this up then. All right. Yeah, for the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power, I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Go watch some reality TV. Check out Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo. Yeah, and Ozzy. If you never watch the Osbournes, watch the Osbournes. Don't tell Corey, but this is the Joe Schmo show. Everything we do here is what? scripted. He doesn't know. Don't tell him. What? 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 I didn't say anything. Say goodbye again. Goodbye again. Thanks. For the second time. That's how it goes Millions of people Living as foes Maybe It's not too late To learn how to love And forget how to hate Mental wounds not Life's a bitter shame I'm going off the rails On a crazy train I'm going off the rails On a crazy train I've listened to preachers I've listened to fools And I've watched all the dropouts Who make their own rules One person conditioned To rule and control Hey, the media sells it And we live the role Mental wounds still screaming Driving me insane I'm going off the rails On a crazy train I'm going off the rails On a crazy train I know that things are going wrong for me
of a cold war That's what we become Inheriting troubles I'm mentally numb Yeah, crazy I just cannot bear Cause I'm living with something That just isn't fair My mental wounds not healing Who and what's to blame I'm going off the rails on a crazy train I'm going off the rails on a crazy train I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. I'm going.